HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to face2facegames.com. I think this is a good topic. No, no, no. no. All right, no, similar no. topic then. No. No, just, you guys, I mean, I, I started turning on the recording device and Brian's like, no, we are not talking about this. Um, I'll ask a different question. This is inspired by a Twitter question that came to me. So if this is Theros for Hire. Yes. Who's Luke Cage and who's Danny Rand? Oh, interesting. Uh, I think Luke Cage is going to be... Uh, huh. I don't know. I guess... Do I got to go with a black card? I mean, it's... Uh, no, between the two of us, genius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to go for a black card for Luke Cage? <laughs> Do I have to go with the dragon for Danny Rand? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to do. Uh, I was going to go with Stormbreath Dragon and Underworld Cerebus. <laughs> Underworld Cerebus. Luke Cage has got to... No, I mean, between the two of us, who's Danny Rand and who's Luke Cage? Uh, I, I don't... It have to be a black guy. There's no black guy between the two of us. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think either of us is Luke Cage, buddy. Okay. You're definitely Luke Cage. I'm definitely... I know because I'm Danny Rand, so you okay. got to be Luke Cage. Uh, by, by process of elimination. Yeah. But, you know, you get to... Jessica Jones in issue one of Alias. Look it up, kids. <laughs> and by kids, I mean there was a there was a mature audience. There was a mature audience. Uh, An age appropriate audience, yeah. I mean. So, funny thing. So, Alex Maleev drew uh, drew. No, he didn't. Uh, who, who drew Alias? Was it Alex Maleev? No, wasn't it Danny? Uh, wasn't it Mac? Was it Mac? Was Mac it did Danny the Mac? covers. I don't remember. I. It doesn't matter, yeah. right? So. Uh, Joe Sada says to me, it's like, it's like, what if we took an Alex Maleev cover, tore it up into bits, glued it back together, and ran it through a Photoshop, a, a photocopier? Da, da, da. We would have the new cover of Alias. <laughs> then Alex Maleev, because Alex Maleev and Mac and like Bendis are like all buddies, but like, you know, I, I met Maleev at a, at a comic convention once. You know, he made his, his breakout in comics drawing the, I think it was the Ice Age. Um, magic comic in like the early 90s I had no idea yeah he's, he's, he, so like you know back in the day I was like you know hanging out with um, some relatively well known comic creators and you know some people were trying to come up at the same time and you know, we're hanging out with Alex Maleev one night and, and we're like oh you know you gotta grind you gotta get your big break it's hard and Maleev's like no it's not <laughs> they just gave me the Ice Age comic and then I was a superstar <laughs> You know, you know, I you know, I published Richard King Ferguson's first comic, right? No, but I did know that you uh, greenlighted Men in Black. <laughs> I did know that you invented cowboys and aliens. <laughs> you killed Captain America. Yes, that's like true. five years before it was cool to kill Captain America. True, true. Before anyone noticed. Okay. You made a superhero named Mize. Called me up the day before. You're like, you mind if I make a superhero mate named Mize? And I was like, A, no, B, I didn't make that word up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Close you had, enough. You had squatters' rights. You had squatters' rights on Mize. So I didn't know all of those things okay. about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. We did a comic in like 1987 yeah. called Carnage that was written and drawn by Richard Kane Ferguson. Really? Yeah. Written by Richard Kane yeah, Ferguson? Yeah, written and drawn by Richard Kane Ferguson. It was... It was like Dacon Blackblade? Yeah, yeah. As it was Spider-Man? It was just like some huge, giant mercenary. All the pages smelled like burning wood. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, he apparently drew in a smokehouse. I, I want to say, did you make a comic called, like, Who is the Crooked Man? Is that... I did. I saw that in a comic book store when I was, like, a kid. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Like, actual a kid. Yeah, that, that comic would have been awesome if we'd ever... 
I'll tell you about that. You imagine that you got... Did they give you a choice between Brett Weldley and Wombo Billow? I'm just wondering if you actually got this choice. Because Wombo Billow is actually one of my favorite artists. I buy literally every single thing we, we, that we, he draws. We talked about Bo Billow. Bo Billow ended up doing a lot of other work for the same editor. Yeah. So it was certainly a possibility, but I, I don't think it was ever quite. Because he's just the table. like yeah, I know. The... Just like one of my favorites. He's so good. And then uh, the person that we had actually been aiming for is Lee Motor. I like Lee Motor. Who's one of my favorites and who I've actually worked with in the past year on Legacy Cars. Oh, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, Brian does all kinds of stuff that's not just this podcast. <laughs> Apparently, he has other activities, uh, including working with Lee Motor. So, um, if you don't know who Lee Motor is, I, I was introduced to Lee Motor from uh, Legion of Superheroes yeah, working in the that, 90s. I think that's, that's really kind of like his breakout but he, he's done Legionnaires, like a, right? Wasn't uh, it, I, th- I want to say he did Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. I, I want to say that... Um, I thought he took over after Chris Sprouse and Legionnaires. So, book, books came out at the same time, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm 80% sure Lee Motor was on Legion of Superheroes because Moy was on Legionnaires, I want to say. Okay. So, uh, and then, like, Moy's brother, also Moy, was uh, was his anchor on Legionnaires. Right, right. I like Lee Motor better than, than Moy, but I it was lo- the I same love, comic book. I love Lee Motor stuff. Yeah, he's, he's real, like... He's not classic. He's kind of cartoony. He, he's, but he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's just really clean. I like clean. Yeah, he's just really clean, really expressive, great gestural stuff. So he's like the opposite of Bill Sienkiewicz. Yeah. <laughs> In every way. Yeah, yeah, he is. He actually, <laughs> literally the opposite he of actually, Bill Sienkiewicz. There have been diagrams <laughs> almost touched, but there's a really jagged line around Bill Sienkiewicz's Where it's just like half of it's broken and it's yeah. like falling <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Are we going to talk about cards? It's just green cards today. Come on, green cards are awesome. So green cards. Really, you really, you just, are you just done with green? I went true? through the green spoiler and I was just like, what cards are we really going to talk about? I guess we can find out right now. Okay, so uh, Agent Horizons. Oh, we have artifacts to go. So. And we have artifacts okay. to go. Yeah, Agent Horizons, two G for a human rogue. It's a three two. It's common. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty nice draft stats. Uh, to you, Agent of Horizons can't be blocked this turn. Imagine they just made it 3 3. It would be yet another card better than Gnarled Mass. Yeah, yeah, it's close. Um, not constructed playable. No. Um, no. I mean, if it were GGG, that would give you a lot of yeah. devotion. Oh my god, a GGG, this might just be playable. <laughs> <laughs> next, next. Uh, I like this card a lot. Anthusa, Satessin Hero. So we talked about this one before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just repeat it. Sure. 3 GG uh, for a human warrior, 4 5. Yeah, reasonable stats. Not great. No, I mean, that's like sub Urnum sets. It's a full G more than Urnum. There better be some whenever, good text on this character. But whenever you cast a spell that targets Anthusa, up to three target lands you control become 2-2 two, two warrior creatures until end of turn. They're still in. By the way, this also has um, Sky Games or whatever. Is it Sky Games? Is yeah, the, Sky Games is the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I can't really. I just can't. Like, I've gone through the effort of playing an Anthusa. I've gone through the effort of casting some spell that targets it. Yeah. I can't blow up three of your lands. Like, <laughs> I can't make three of your lands creatures and kill them with some sort Sky. of... Oh, some sort of beckering. Some we'll sort call of it a beckering. beckering. Yeah. yeah. So you were just talking to Becker a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, I was. I well, was. I was eating, like, walnut loaf. Yeah. So we, we found... So, long-time listeners, and by long-time, I mean people who've been listening this week... Know it's that a long, it's a long time. we found like another coffee house like around the corner where we used to hang out, and then so, so we so no, normally we're on the corner of Waverly and Gay Waverly Street, and Gay Street. At Joe, which is like this coffee shop that is pretty awesome. I love coffee. Joe; it's my yeah, favorite coffee it's great shop. Great coffee, actually. Um, you know, nice corner. Sometimes there's a bench. Sometimes, most of the time, we just stand on the corner yeah. and just literally just watch pretty girls walk by. Yep. But then last, the, the, what? No, when we were doing red, I black. Guess so, yeah. I don't remember. 
you're like, hey, you know, there's another coffee house. Like, and it's like 20 feet away. Like, right. I mean, so, so like 20 feet and a slight left. Yeah, on Gay and something. I don't even know yeah, what Christopher. street. Christopher and Gay, um, and they have benches. And uh, the, lots I, of benches. Yeah, so you went to Joe, and I actually went to the new place, which I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Uh, because they take credit card, and I didn't have any money on me. Okay. Um, and but the thing is, that coffee house not only have benches, like the level and numerosity of pretty girls in that corner just crushes. Yeah, Waverly. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and Waverly and Gay is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as longtime listeners will will know. Yeah, they can hear the creaking of our necks as they whip around. It's probably better than any street corner in any city that's not New York. <laughs> but the, just one block away yeah. is, I mean, it's just insane. And the thing is, we got completely colded. There's like homeless people smoking cigarettes on the benches that yes. we were trying to podcast on. Yeah, and by cigarettes, you mean green cards like Polani Hydra. Um, uh, I'm trying to respond to that, yeah. and um, I'm just going to fall into uh, references to prostitution and or minotaur menstruation for long-time listeners. Let's say the black episode. Don't do it. Uh, so maybe we won't do that. Can we get to the third green card already? I'm <laughs> deleting the anthropocene. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I mean, what, what is this? It's like an expensive creature, and its ability isn't that good. Well, I mean... I mean, like, what are you going to, like, you can make six and, guys you an overrun? You get to attack for ten. Maybe more, right? Like... I mean, what are you going to buff it? I mean, I don't know. I I don't like it. Giant growth? I mean, there's a lot of cards that I don't like. I don't, I don't like Dark Confidant. I'm yeah, like, crazy. I, I I don't think anyone's going to play this in Dublin. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, so I'm deleting it. Why, right, why do you have really a big problem with me deleting it then? Because it animates lands, and that's like my, pretty much my favorite thing. I don't even get that druid you like. I mean, you're just like, I love it. I made a 3 3. I'm like, you just killed your 3 3. Which you just druid? lost the one that's called 1 1 for 3 makes a 3 3. And then they kill your land, and then you don't have any land. It's just now you have a 1-1 one, one for 3. Oh, yeah, that guy was okay. I liked him. I know you liked him. He's no blade splicer. How about no, that? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, how about Arbor Colossus? Now, this also costs 5. Yeah. But it has the special ability of GGG in the casting GG! So, GGG2 for a giant uh, with reach. It's a 6-6. Six, 6-6 six. Six, six reach for 5. Okay. Becker then, loves this yeah, card already. I'm sure he hates it. You what? think he hates it because it's not a spider? It's not a spider. It's a giant. Although it makes sense. Flavorfully, flavorfully, it makes sense that a giant should have reach. I'm going to... First of all, that was a great observation. I would have never come up with that myself. I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. What is the original quintessence of what Becker loves from the very first set of Magic the Gathering? Giant spider. Giant spider. <laughs> this is full circle. 20 years into the history of Magic the Gathering... We've had all kinds of spiders now. A giant with reach. So six, 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 for, six, five. six for five. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Like, I, I would probably be persuadable into playing this. And card. then, and then it's it's monstr- has monstrosity three, and it's monstrosity three is three G G G. It's six mana. So, it's, so like, you, this is play it monstrosity it next turn. Yeah, and it becomes and then, a nine. And becomes a nine. And when it becomes monstrous, destroy target creature with flying and opponent controls. I mean, how much worse is this than Arashi that I played in, like, every deck when Arashi was legal? I don't... Right? Arashi was a 5-5 five, five for 5. Yeah. With, with, it didn't have reach. You tapped it to, like, smack around flying creatures. Something though. like that, yeah. But then you could, like, discard it from your hand to kill Moloku and all their Moloku tokens. That was great. Right. Arashi was better than this, but this right. is not bad. Yeah. This is a full-on not bad match we have. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. I, I like this card. So you keep this? I would keep it, yeah. Side, like you can see it being sideboard? Probably not. Like the thing yeah, is, the like, thing is, it doesn't come down and kill anything. 
I don't know, like, what if you needed a 6-6 monster? There's a, an alleged titan in this set that's like a, what is it, a 5-6? Five, 5-6. Six. Five, six. six. I, I, I don't know. I would keep this one. Okay. I'll keep it. Is uh, this better or worse? Is this, I mean, sorry. Is this actually worse than every card that Sam Black has played in a Construct Tournament the last year? No, you, there's no way you can tell me it's worse than every single card Sam Black has played. It is worse than most of them. It's worse than a Doom Traveler. It's worse than most of them, sure, but he plays good cards. He's a construction magic specialist. It's not better. It's not. It's not worse than all of them. It means that it's like, it's not that bad. It's not, not that bad to the point that you couldn't play it. I, I can see it getting played. I don't. I don't love it though. I, I don't think it does. I don't think it does quite enough. But I guess it. I guess it does have reach on its own. So it's just gonna. Nothing's gonna fly through it. I mean. When you start talking like this, you're reminding me that Reach is just an ability that helps blocking. And then I remember in reality, no one ever blocks. Right. So it's basically a 6-6 six, six for 5. So you got to ask yourself. But, but, the, I play re- but the reason nobody nobody blocks is because when people are in a position to block, people don't attack generally. What? Like in a situation where you're playing Constructed and you have a 3-3 you know, three, three flyer or whatever you have, and your opponent has a 6-6 six, six with Reach... The reason this never blocks is because you don't attack, which is just as good. So here's 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 the thing, right? Say a reasonable, reasonably powered flyer, Stormbreath Dragon. Yeah. Right, four, 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 five, right? Okay. Stormbreath Dragon is about to come down, but you play Harbor Colossus instead. Okay? Yeah. Hopping in, is he still gonna cast Stormbreath Dragon now? Possibly. Really? Possibly. Okay. I tap five for my Arbor. Oh no, 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 no. You tap five oh, no, for Stormbreath you're, right, you're right. He's not gonna yeah. cast it. He's I mean he's not gonna cast it unless he has some way yeah. of, he's gonna deal with this first. Yep. And then like I'm like, all right, monsters kill your Stormbreath Dragon, attack you for nine. Okay? That's one. Okay, here's the opposite situation. You cast Stormbreath Dragon, I play Arbor Colossus. You swing? I'm going to block, and then you're going to lose your Stormbreath Dragon, and then I'm going to lose my guy, and you're going to have lost two cards and dump four to me. And, you know, we're pretty juicy. It's not... And I'm talking about one of... What's going to be one of the premier flyers in the format. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's actually matching up... That was my red lock card, I think. I mean, he's matching up pretty well in terms of both size, cost, ability to affect the battlefield afterwards. If he comes out before Stormbreath Dragon, he's just going to beat him up. Like, he comes down, he's two mana cheaper... That's true. And, then the, the, and the threat of monsters. You don't actually yeah, have to activate You don't actually have to monster them. activating, it seems pretty, you know. So, I mean, like, does this guy slot in next to Desecration Demon, right? How does he fight Desecration Demon? How about that? Dude, I almost swore. You can imagine what word that I'm, what I would say yeah. on Desecration Demon. Just smacks that guy around. The Desecration Demon is like this scary 6 6 for 4 that Willie Edel played in Modern last weekend to make top 8. It's just like, alright, I cost one more mana. Guess what? I'm not going to sacrifice myself. Smack your Desecration Demon attack for 9. You know, like, they got to kill it. Maybe they can kill it. Maybe they can't. I bet you those two cards play quite well together. You know? Okay. 6 6 into 6 6. Both of them can get bigger. And you have these guys making really precarious problems for the opponent on the battlefield. In a bug deck? Maybe. Maybe. I know. I like maybe it. black, green, I mean, maybe bug. I think it's, it's triple green to cast and to activate, so bug's probably a little tough, but... I mean, I got my scry lands, bro. <laughs> We'd be scrying. <laughs> All right. I'll, scry, I'll ask, scry again. I'll ask you about what, what order do you think the Scrylands are going to get played, like, in terms of popularity. I don't know, remember these, which ones there are. I'm not going to remember. You can by combination. All time, you mean? No, no, like, there's five. There's five. Yeah, I don't know which one to go. So like. My, order, black, my white, order was blue-black, number one. Then black-white. Black-white, number yeah. two. Um, Red-white, number three. Blue-green, number four. And red-green, number five. I would reverse um, 
blue, green, and red, white. You think because you think red, white, and red, white, blue. That's why, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think blue, green. Right, I, I thought red, right, I thought red, white had more because of red, white, blue. Yeah, but not like I think blue, green. You can make similar arguments as red, white, blue. Like, what if there's a band deck? Right. Right. Yeah, it's the exact same. Exact exact same thing. Sure. It's actually a bit more likely because, I mean, I actually there's a hundred percent chance of being a band deck and a hundred percent chance of being a red, white, blue deck. So the question is, will the band deck play the blue, green land? I think the band deck is more likely to play the blue, green land than the red, white, blue deck is to play the red, white land. But both are eligible. Yeah. But I think there's a hundred percent chance of both decks existing. Right. Agree? Agree. So you would now reverse your position on red, uh, white, I, blue. I, I think they're pretty close. <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue. I, I think clearly black, blue followed by black, white are the yeah, top yeah. two. Yeah, Esper. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, or even just a straight black, white. You know, remember back in the day, I used to always play black, white decks? Yeah. Like black, white, mid-rangey decks? If there's ever a strategy in the history of Magic the Gathering, you're just going to, like, want a grindy land... <laughs> That's it's the true. one. That's <laughs> true. I can just see Will Price right now playing it. Going, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. As he looks at the top card, damn it. Pushes it. I mean, draws it. Still not the right card. I mean, I, I played a black-white deck in Extended where, like, with, like, a bunch of cycling cards. Other people were playing Cycling Lands and Life from the Loam. I hadn't quite figured that out yet, even yeah. though I had the deck lists. But I'm like, no, we're just going to play a grindy black-white deck. That deck was actually not that bad. Yeah, it was fine. Like, uh, anyway... So, Arbor Colossus, yes. I, I, I think he's a keep. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You talked me into it. Yeah. Uh, Artisan Sorrow. 3G for an instant. It's an uncommon. It says destroy target, artifact, or enchantment. So, it's so it's a four mana naturalize. Scry 2. Scry 2, which is sort of plays into our our cost analysis of Scry. You know what's Scry, the, Scry 1 was one extra one. mana. Scry 2 is two extra mana. Not, you know what's really sorrowful about this? What? You're going to play card. it? This card. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The, what was the name of the the card that was like GG one, uh, destroy target artifact or enchantment if you have more cards in your hand than your opponent draw a card? I don't even remember. You that. know this card, right? I don't even remember. I, I, I'll. This I card believe exists. You. I believe okay? you. And I don't remember the name of it because I specifically said to Gerard Fabiano, whatever you do, don't play that card. It stinks. Play wear away, right? And because he he calls me on the way to like Grand Prix Mexico City, he's like, I want to play your deck. And he doesn't listen to me. He plays that card instead of wear away. He still made top eight, by the way. Yeah. But, I mean, I I had tested a lot, and I would rather just have wear away. You know why? Because it costs two. Yeah. I am not. I, I like to scry. Yeah. I mean, be like, hey, do you like steak? Sure, I like steak. Would you pay $400 for a steak? Better be a pretty good steak. This is not a very good steak. This is not a $400 steak. You're going to delete it, though? It's... In block, it might be the only option you have. Right, but, right. but it's not even, right? We've seen other options. Uh, so, barring that, then yeah, I'm deleting the, the okay. Jesus out of it. Um, so, Boon Satter. So, this is a card that you think is the only other playable bestow, right? So, like, in Constructed, I think yeah. that this and, um, what is it, Death Hollow? Or Black Bestow. The Black Lord Bestow, thing, yeah, the yeah. Black, yeah. Are the, are the two that seem really good to me. I mean, I think in Limited, like, there's a whole common cycle of, like... Nyads and Dryads and, you know, they're all like 2-2s for 2 or 2-2 two, two, two Flyers for 3 that are just really, really good. But, like, in Constructed, I think, but you know... This one's not bad because you can bestow for 5 as Flash, correct? Right. So, oh, so let's read it. So, Boon Seder, GG1 for an enchantment creature Seder, 4-2 with Flash. Right. 
or you can bestow him for five. Enchanted creature gets plus four, plus two. Right, and we're I, assuming that's also a flash. I mean, I'm. It's got to be. With yeah, flash. of course. It is. Yeah. But the uh, the thing that I, I I'm not convinced this is a playable card at all. No. I mean, four. T- What's it competing with, right? I mean, it's not a strict competition anymore because it's just rotated. Like, Wolfier Avenger, the card that right. you thought that I would love the best, which I've actually never played. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never played it even in yeah, tournament yeah. practice room. Um, although, it, I, I should. It's a good card. Yeah. But I, you know, swore off green years ago and try, try to fulfill that. Not, not very good at it, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, it, This card's way worse than that card, right? And Wolfier Silverheart was like... Pretty much only fringe played and played in decks that could take advantage of its regeneration, for right, example, right. for like fighting, something yeah, like that. Yeah. This guy's just like a 4 2. He doesn't even win fights that he gets in, does he? No, but I mean, he, he wins a fight in the sense that like someone tries to kill your guy and you can play this, you can flash this in response. Five? I mean, like, it's. It doesn't even. It doesn't even win that often, right? But your opponent has like a Doom Blade, to, right? To, if he had Hexproof, you're like to be to be fair, yeah. when I thought this was playable, I thought his Flash was all safe. Three. He didn't even know. That okay, it's a completely different card. <laughs> I really bestow was also three. I'm pretty skeptical of the five. <laughs> if you said to me, "Listen, Mike, here's the situation. I got a five mana aura, but you could play it at Flash plus four plus two, what do you think? I'd be yeah. like, I think no. Yeah. Like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> you could also play an unplayably bad creature <laughs> for no additional cards in your deck. So, Brian, what you're saying is I could have a creature that I don't want in my deck <laughs> or a horrible, horrible buff card. Like, I, I guess we still haven't played Heath. with... Yeah. <laughs> I guess we still haven't played with Bestow also to, like, fully understand how... Like, again, think about the idea is you have a problem, a troubling, a creature that's giving your opponent fits. Yeah. Something that they're going to have to kill. Like, let's just say the 6-6. Six, six, yeah. And you bestow this on it. If they kill it, you end up, you still have a Oh, you get the guy back. You still get yeah. the guy back, right? Like, so that, like, it's it's hard to, I just, I have literally no idea how to value that, having not played with that. Yeah, it's not nearly as unplayably horrendous as I just and, said. And you can't even, like, if I, if I go to bestow and you doomblade the creature in response, this still ends up as a creature. Can I ask you a favor? What's that? Let's just go to the next enchantment, which is quite good, instead. Okay, so are you deleting Boon Seder, or are you going to... No, I, you've convinced me. Okay, I'm going to like not a... delete it. I'm going to let all of our listeners delete it instead. Okay. Um, Bow of Nylea. Bow of Nylea! Probably the best green card, or no? Close? Uh, it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, one GG for a legendary enchantment artifact. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. That's a weird ability. It's a weird ability, but what's really weird is this feels like an Ice Age card too. Yeah. Do you remember there was a, it was an Ice Age card? It was like a gold enchantment, and you could discard a card. You could pay two. Stormbind? No, it wasn't Stormbind. It was you could discard a card to give like a creature a, a first strike counter, <laughs> or a plus. <laughs> Sure. Is there a good place to play around here? Montessi Games on 40th Street. Montessi? Yeah. They're really good. They have a great Friday Night Magic. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Did a magician just come to talk to us? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so it was like, you could do all this stuff, like discard a card to make your creatures better. But like this does, so this does choose one, one green tap, choose one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Or Bow of Nylea deals two damage to target creature with flying, or you gain three life, or 
put up to four target cards from your library from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. Do you know what I see when I see this? Druidic satchel. <laughs> and I love a oh. druidic satchel. So let me let me translate this for the folks at home. GG one. We'll call that three. <laughs> we'll just call that three. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. Interesting. Yeah. It assumes that I have attacking creatures. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. One G. I call that two. Yeah. <laughs> we got three. We got two. Choose one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. I call that Elsbeth. Boom. Elsbeth. Or, Bow of Nylea deals two damage to target creature with flying. I call that Chandra. <laughs> <laughs> or, you gain three life. I call that a Johnny. Yeah. Or put up to four target cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library and anywhere. I call that Jace. <laughs> That's okay. Jace. So we got a card. That seems generous. We got a card that's like part of Johnny, part Elspeth, part Jace. And they can't attack it. Hell no, they can't. Nor would they want to. Yeah. So we, this is like the top green card? Uh, let me see. I'm not sure. I mean, I it's very good. A, I want to say, well, yes. And B, I want to say, if that's the case, we'll to green. <laughs> yeah, I... Because this is such a, this is just as good as Stormbreath Dragon, Magma Jet, Steam Augury, Fought Seas, uh, let's see, God's Willing, any of the blue cards that have the words instant and scry on them, because there are many. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you're ever going to kill with this in terms of a flyer. Uh, I think, I honestly think that Arbor giant dude this might be better than both Magnolia, actually. Yeah. I, mean, I like it. I think it's good. I'm saving it for sure. It seems yeah. like super fun. Okay. Centaur Battlemaster. It has a sweet picture. It's awesome, right? Mm, three GG for a 3-3. Three, three. Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell, it targets Centaur Battlemaster. Put three plus one plus one counters on Centaur Battlemaster. So he could, like, he could be a 6-6 six, six for five. He's a down payment on a 6-6. Six, six. And when you put it like that, I feel like I'm talking to a guy in a yellow check coat. Be like, well, Brian, for just five mana, you could have a 6-6 six, six sometime in the future, and all you need is another card and your guy to live. Can I get five mana? Well, can I? Delete. <laughs> Commune with the gods. Commune with the gods card we've already talked about. One I was G. really excited when I first saw it, actually. Reveal the top five cards in your library. You may put a creature or enchantment card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. I think it's going to miss a lot. Do you remember when the card um, Treasure Hunt came I'm, out? I'm okay with missing. Remember when the card Treasure Hunt came out? Like, I think if you're playing this card, you want to miss. You want to miss? I think you want to miss if you're playing this card. Miss. I mean, you'd like to not miss. Yeah. But the idea is, I well, think you're... Wanting to miss is liking to not miss. I mean, like I, what I'm saying is, what, you, what you're really concerned about doing is putting those four cards in your graveyard. So, do you remember when Treasure Hunt came out? Yeah. And, you know... I, I played it a little bit. Patrick Patrick played it a lot. And he played Jace, so it's not really fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you said to me... I, do you remember what you said to me when the card came out? Yeah. Do you remember it all? Yeah. No. I was the, very sure. He said the exact appropriate things to have said. But he, you said, how do you feel, given how hard you've worked, spending more mana to do less than this? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I'm like, I really have to get out of green. <laughs> Next. I don't think it's a delete. I don't think it's very good. Yeah. Um, defend the hearth. So this is a fog for uh, one in green. To prevent all combat damage will be dealt to players this turn. It's obviously playable. Playable, keep. Yeah. It's going to go in some fog machine. I mean, it actually has some 
non-fog machine uh, applications. Like, let's say your opponent rushes you, you get a good block in, kill their guys, take take unblocked guys, fog that damage. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a controversial claim. Okay. And I think Becker is gonna be angry with me because yep. he and I argued about this already earlier in the week. I think of all the green cards we've talked about, Fade into Antiquity might be the best one. Okay. So it's a th- it's two G for a sorcery, but it's exile target artifact or enchantment. I so this is this is the god slam. So you think that that's the best green card or just the best green card? Best green card, best green card we've covered so far. Um, I actually like uh, the giant spider better. The but Colossus. I would. I mean, yeah, this is just like I, 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 this kills Erebus. Okay, let me let me just put something into perspective for you. How high would you rate an Oblivion Ring? Scale of one to scale of one green, to five. It would be yeah, scale of one to five. Four and a half. An Four? Oblivion Ring? Yeah. I rate it a two. Oh really? I love yeah. it. I, love I think part. it's a, in constructed. I think it's about a two. Two is playable. I would rate like. What do you rate higher? A makeshift mannequin or Oblivion Ring? Oblivion Ring. Okay, I rate makeshift mannequin way higher. Okay. okay. What do you rate higher? An Oblivion Ring or a Magma Jet? Uh probably a Magma Jet. Okay. You were like. I, I, th- I think they're pretty close. I mean, right. pretty close. I, I think like a Magma Jet's like a 2-5. What do you, rate, like what do you higher, an Oblivion Ring or an Oblivion Ring that doesn't return the creature to play when it gets destroyed? Okay, so my point is that this card is costed pretty similar to an Oblivion Ring, a card that I rated 2 out of 5, right. and it can't kill regular creatures. Agreed. Okay. I, I, don't think this is a, I don't think this is a main deck card necessarily. I think it's a solid, like... Four of these in my sideboard card. I, I don't know if I would go that high, but I think it was, it's like a solid, um, like role player low. Yeah. Like I would put it like slightly lower than Crows and Grip, which is a card that I've played four of in multiple forms. Sure, but you don't like think of Crows and Grip as a card like, oh, well, this is the card that I really love the best. Sure, you know. Oh, like, I, I, but I think that the, the the battlefield has changed profoundly, right? I like, am agreeing with everything you're saying. What percentage of decks in standard? Well. Will play gods in Dublin. In Dublin. In Dublin, what percentage of decks will play gods? Thirty-five percent. Like, Do you think that's accurate? I, I, I think it might, might be, be low. I think it might be low. I think every blue deck is going to play Thassa. I was thinking about that a lot. I'm, are, are they really just going to be willing to like play Thassa and never flipper? Because that's what I'm going to do. I, I I'm. I'm, I think I'm pretty happy to do that. And so I, I know I said that I would do that earlier in the week, but is that really better than just playing like an extra set of, you know, divination? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Is scrying six times better than divinationing once? Probably, actually. Right. <laughs> but what if you have to do both? Well, the scrying six times will get you to your next divination. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just you know a yeah. question that you pose. Obviously, I haven't tested with the new cards yet, right. but. I don't think Fade into Antiquity is by any means a delete. It's obviously a save. I think it's aggressive to say it's the best. I, I, I didn't say it was the best. I'm saying of the green cards we've discussed so far, which is only like eight or ten. So you well, think it's better than Bo of Nylia? Yeah. Okay. I do. I think it has a more meaningful impact on the game than Bo of Nylia. I like Bo of Nylia a lot because I think it's hilarious. Like, it's like this like hilarious kind of like train wreck of a druidic satchel but yeah it's exactly it I feel like the card is like this card like we really want this card to be good can we have it do this I don't know if that's good enough well how about this I don't know if that's good enough how about it does this no that's definitely not good enough what if it did all those things 
That's almost good enough. I mean, like, compare it to Whip of Erebus. They're just, like, <laughs> incredibly not... Or, like, Hammer of uh, Porphyros. Is it Hammer of Porphyros? Yeah. Or, like, the the white one's also Spear insane. of Heliod? Yeah, like, the, like, three of the other of the five are insane. Right. The blue one's pretty good, too. I don't remember. Oh, that's the, the Biden Coastal of, Piracy? Biden of Vasa? Uh, the Coastal Piracy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, it's fine. Better than Bow of Nylea and, you know, yeah. we rated it the way we rated it. I, I think... This is a playable card. Yeah. I, th- I have it at role player low. Okay. I have it at, like, like MVP sideboard card. Role player low might be a four of. Yeah. Okay. Feral Invocation. So it's kind of interesting. I also want to compare this to... Uh, I want to compare this card to Boon Seder. Okay. So Feral Invocation's an aura. Costs 2G. Uh, it has Flash. Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus 2, plus 2. Like, I think Boonsader's better. Do you? Yeah, this like... This always costs three. This is really bad. <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's bad. It's bad. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, Boonsader, if you kill the guy, at least you get this horrible guy. <laughs> it's... I don't need a two-for-one. Like, a two-for-one isn't the only thing that I need. I need yeah. mana efficiency. I need to be able well, to this win. is more mana efficient. No, it's not... I just think I guess I'm mostly I'm mostly thinking about this card from a limited perspective. If it were plus three plus three, I still wouldn't want to play it. Interesting. But I'm, I'm mostly thinking about this card from a limited perspective, which I, I, I really like. Um, yeah, we can delete this. That's fine. Were you just trying to make me hurt inside? A little bit. You were successful. A little bit. Uh, Hunt the hunter. This is again that cycle of on color color hosers yeah. that you previewed. So G for sorcery. Target green creature you control gets plus two, plus two into underturn. It fights target green creature and opponent controls. So, like, best use of this is bird-on-bird violence. Bird-on-bird. Yeah, I play a turn one bird, you play a turn... Or whatever. Like, yeah, you play a turn one bird after I I played a turn one bird. I'm like... I was thinking, like, little guy taking down a monster and attacking... It, it also buffs offense, right? Like so. Yeah. Say you have like a, I have like a two-two, and you have like a, you know, a, it's four, four like a, not a, let's say I have like a two-three, and you have a four-four. Yeah. I'm just like boom, four-five, kill your guy, and for four. Yeah. That's what I thought about. I was thinking about this like on turn, like I go elf, you go elf, I go untap, I go land, hunt the hunter, my elf on your elf, attack you for three, or make a two-drop. Or tap tap my elf for an additional elf. Yeah. Um. First of all, this card is clearly sweet. Yeah. From a flavor standpoint and, like, a aesthetic standpoint, I think it's among the best cards in the set. Really? I love it, yeah. Like, it's, like, so green. How, it is very how, green. Like, how they kill stuff. But it's also, like, super Sky Games. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sky Games! It's just, this is, like, to the air. It's kind of, what's kind of interesting is it's, it's a nice use of... It's a nice thing to also do on turn two off of a... Uh, burning tree emissary, right? So you could be like burning tree emissary, mana, make it a four four, kill your guy. Like assuming they've done something worthwhile. I'm I'm gonna have to think about that, but I like the card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we both agree on keep. Uh, Terametra's acolyte, three G, for a human druid with one with one four stats. And uh, it's an uncommon, and it says add an amount of green, add an amount of green to your mana pool equal to your devotion to green. Not, not for me. This is this is 
a card Rashad Miller will play in his Seton Cruz and Protector Commander deck for sure. I, I really don't understand. Like, you're always invoking Commander, but sometimes Commander cards are insane, but you just will throw anything into Commander. That's what I don't get. Like, Well, no, Rashad just throws every Druid into that deck. Oh, I see. Because, like, I, I often, like, just... Well, this card, I mean, in Commander, this card's probably insane, right? Like, you're going to have... You have these kind of, like, pokey boards that sprawl out, and you have a lot of, a lot of cards. Why does somebody kill you before you do whatever you want to do? Like, That's not really a lot of fun. I mean, like, why isn't it my commander just like Vendillion click? And then, like, all my cards are like cryptic commander. Because you, you don't get because you don't get to play very long. I'm always, I'm not going to play group games. <laughs> well, that's why. Is that wrong? How I thinking? mean, it's just kind of like. I mean, it depends. Like, if you want to be like, if you want to play with someone and be pretty cutthroat and have like this kind of really redundant deck. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. So, you can do that. this is what I don't understand about casual formats. Maybe you can tell me about this. Like, yeah. I've played this game, including group games, etc., for going on 20 All right. years. All right. here's, okay. here's a question Have you ever played poker? Of course I played poker. Have you played poker and, like, really cutthroat poker, where you're, like, playing for money and playing, like, Texas Hold'em or something yes. like that? Have you ever played, like, with friends yeah, so, for matchsticks and played, like, night baseball no. poker or, I've only ever or played, roll your own I've or, played, like, some kind of crazy format? I've played, quote, casual poker when I was younger where yeah. I lost way more money than I could afford <laughs> as a kid. Okay, like, <laughs> if I'm, like, losing, like... Yeah, I mean, there's, like, I a range. I wasn't even talking like, about money. I was talking about just, like, kind of like, rolls. Like, a 15-year-old or whatever, like, $20 might have meant a lot to me. Or, like, as, like, a 19-year-old, like, $200 probably meant a whole lot to me. Yeah. And I wasn't good enough, but I would just play, like, casually or right. whatever. And I would consider that a mistake, you know? Right. And I revised my... I revised how I approached games, etc., slash, you know, gambling or whatever, largely based on the mistakes that I made as right. a younger person. But then, as an adult, I've only played poker seriously. Like, you know, not not seriously in the sense that, um, you know, it's how I make my living or, you know, something right. like that. But I didn't play it for fun. I played it because I was trying to grind out nickels, you know? Like Command, the, Commander's mostly about playing for fun with your friends. It's kind of like, hey, we're going to draft in a little while. There's five of us. Yeah. There's not eight of us yet because Sheldon's not back from his fancy pants dinner. Let's... You ever read his blog? I mean, like... Can you just cook for me? Yeah? Yeah. I don't should. think people heard that very Yeah, well. yeah. That's fine. You don't want to... I'm not going to say it out loud, but let's just say if you're going to pick a commander player to cook for you, there's one a little closer that you'd probably pick over Sheldon. That's but all. But Sheldon saying. looks like he just grills huge ribeyes. He does. He does <laughs> grill huge ribeyes. <laughs> Sheldon, Sheldon puts on a hell of a spread. I'm not hard to please, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't I don't need your, like, fancy-ass pizza with sticks on top. <laughs> pizza with sticks on top? I think you, like, have, like, sticks and fruit and all kinds of goober on your food. I don't, I don't cook with goober. Okay, goober is peanuts. I just make okay. goober you sandwiches. You understand that goober is peanuts. No, goober so. is not peanuts. <laughs> goober is peanut butter and jelly mixed together in one bottle. That's what goober is. You never had goober? I thought it was just peanuts. Now. So, Canadians at home, if you ever wondered what goober was, yeah. the next card is Leaf Crown Dryad. So, so Karametra's Accolade is a, is a delete? I'm not playing okay. this. So, Leaf Crown Dryad, I think this is one of the top, this is like one of my top uh, picks. For, for limited. For limited, yeah. And this is one of the commons that I'm very likely to first pick. I, I love a 2-2 two, two for 2. I Who like, doesn't? I like creatures that let me use my mana more efficiently later so in the game. So let's say what it is. So it's 1G for 2-2, two, two, enchantment creature, nymph dryad, uh, with reach. 
and then it has Bestow 4, 3G. Uh, enchanted Creature gets plus 2, plus 2, and has Reach. I think this is a fine card. Yeah, this card's I, really nice. I, I really see, like this card. I could see it potentially being played by someone who didn't have maybe massive resources, but they could get some games out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually, I'm hesitant to delete it. I don't think it's bad. Like, I mean, if there's if there's some sort of decent green, like, just like a deck that just wants to be mono green, I don't know. I think it's just, like, beat with it. I mean, it might just be in two. Like, how, how good is the idea of, like, getting, like, Wrath and then having a 2-2 I think that that's compelling. Out, you know, that's why I like that stupid Boon Seder. When you explain to me that you get the guy back if he dies, like... I like card advantage. Yeah. I mean, you can buff your heroics with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing. That's the other thing. These things are really nice that they do. It's not that horrible. Sure. So, first pickable in, in limited or certainly I'm not early pickable in limited. Well, no, I'm saying it yeah. is. Okay. Um, in fact, I think this whole cycle is yeah. very first pickable in limited. Um, and you, you think possibly playable. I think maybe this is a block card. I've played worse cards than this in standard. Certainly, like... And one tournament. Resolving this probably gets your creature out of range of Anger of the Gods. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's depending on what creature you're putting it and on. And then if your opponent has to, like, go two for one to kill I mean, your guy. like, some, you know, whatever... Let's say we're, we've been trying to resolve this idea of the balance of creatures and buff cards and lands to play in heroic decks. What if some of the creatures we play are actually buff cards? Right. You know, like, this isn't exactly reasonable, but... Maybe it takes a step in the direction of being able to resolve. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, about the black cards. Yeah. Like we were talking about Agent of Fate. Yeah. Uh, Agent of Fate, which is the the black heroic creature, three two. And when you target it, you your opponent sacrifices a creature. Yeah. So I was thinking about that with the black uh, bestow creature that's got the Lurgoyth ability. Okay. So think about this. I target that onto my guy. I, I'm just busy thinking about. I know. I know what you're thinking about. I, t- I play that onto my guy for four mana on turn turn four. Yeah. Uh, I target it, so now you have to sacrifice a creature. So now my so automatically that's at least one creature in the graveyard. Which oh, so like, it's like double buffing. Yeah, it. Yeah, and then let's just say you kill my agent of shards, then I have a two two. Yeah, it's not bad. It seems. I mean, that seems fine. And I've gotten like I've gotten I've got a two two, and I've gotten two cards out of you for my one agent. Of it's, it's interesting. It's got to be like in a kind of deck that like wants to do this sort of thing and has an opponent who's cooperating. I feel like I'm you. gonna. I feel like about a week from now, I am gonna be all over Bestow. I, f- I feel like in construct. I don't know. I doubt it. I do too. I mean, like a lot we've of just been so dismissive of it. It's. This is what I think. I think in limited, it's going to be insane. Oh, it might be, especially like, heroic and bestow, probably insane in limited, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, it, I just think of things like, you know, torment comes out, and there's like all these black matters cards. Look, oh, black is the new blue. Black is the new blue. No, new, blue is the new blue. Yeah. Okay, like, you know, like, like, oh, I'm going to do this thing that requires me having a lot of swamps in play. Let me introduce you to my friend Monolink. <laughs> End of turn, factor fiction. That didn't stop being a thing because yeah. swamps started mattering to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I, I just look at bestow and I'm like, how, if you bestow onto a guy and the guy dies, you get the you get the enchantment, right? Yeah. But if you bestow onto a guy and I bounce your guy and and scry, what happens to the enchantment? I think it becomes a creature. I don't know. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to look that up. But we don't sure look things up, bro. It says if it stops, basically stops enchanting the guy. Like if they kill, if they kill the enchantment, yeah. it dies. All right. But if they like bounce it, then that guy just 
hits the battlefield as a creature. So what you're saying is, if I were in that situation, I might have to deal with like a vanilla tutu. Correct. I think I can live with that. Sure, sure. Um, so leaf Fringe dryad, like a loose. I playable. like it. It's it's of the bestows. Actually, it's one of the top ones to me. Yeah. Um, Miss Crota Hydra. This is a card I got the preview last week. I really like this card. People were really mixed. Like the the general like Twitter and Facebook population was all over it. They loved it, but the more professional magic community yeah. seemed much more tepid about this. I mean, you got to go in a certain kind of deck, right? You don't just throw it in, right? Like the thing to me that's so valuable about this card, or, or so good about this card, it's just like when you think about all the tempo plays that are in standard. Like, what are they? They're Azorius Charm. They're Voyages End. Or assume, assume Steve, we'll be, what's Steve that? Satan. How's it going? How's it going, Steve? We're talking about Miscutter Hydra I and whether seen or not that one yet. this is a card I previewed last week. We're talking about whether or not this card is so, standard playable. Grand Prix Champion. The first ever Green X Hydra that might be tournament playable. Former Star City content boss, Grand Prix champion, and all around... Sandal wearer. Nicely groomed sandal wearer, Steve Hayden. In fact, sandal wearing is very flavorful for Tharos. For this, do you have a sword? Uh, you switch into a toga? Yes, but you don't want me to. The people from Theros would consider your pants wearing to be barbaric, literally barbaric. <laughs> Barbarian is like, dude who wears pants. That's like actually the literal translation. Don't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna have to trust me. It's definitely sideboardable. Yeah. You think oh, it's sideboardable? 100%. Who, when would you sideboard that? All the time. Okay, all the time. All right. So, <laughs> sideboards for the next two years. Four Mistcutter Hydra. Maybe only, 11 others. Maybe only three. <laughs> what would you? So you don't think this card's playable? I think it's playable. I think it's a terrible sideboard card. You're going to get the sideboard card has to be kicked out of you by that card. I think it's playable. Are I you, don't you, think you, it's a good sideboard you're card. You're main decking it? If you're going to play... Okay. Think about this for a second. Think about the profile of a deck that would play a card that said GX make an XX, okay? Is this really a subtle thing that you want to do? Like, I really want to think about this for the first 20 minutes of the game. I've decided I'm bringing in my GX make an XX card. Oh, Next round, I'm going to go through the same decision, and I'm going to decide the same thing. That's not a decision you're going to make. If you're the kind of guy who can summon a GX, you better have a good reason. Well, if you're going to play I mean, it, you, well, it's not your you, main You deck. don't think it's possible. You feel like you have a pretty solid deck that has pretty good fatties, pretty good matchup, but like you just run into a deck that's just like tempoing you with Azorius Charm and countering your creatures. And you're like, you know what? Eventually tapping out for a Planeswalker. But why would you not want that main deck? If you're going to play a card, maybe like, you is there a lot like, of black removal in maybe, the format? Because maybe you feel like there's more efficient creatures. Like, the, the one knock on this guy is that, again, it's a 4-4 four, four for 5 mana, which is not super efficient. I, we've seen we've seen much better creatures. The idea becomes that it's, you know... It has haste it's like, and pro-blue. And can't be countered. It's a pretty good card. I agree. That's really good against Planeswalkers. Yeah, like, I don't know why you think... I'm not saying to delete it. Yeah. I'm asking why you think it's a sideboard card. It's not a sideboard card. No, I heard that Mike doesn't like it at all. Okay. He said it's unplayable. Mike's <laughs> stupid. I mean, right now there's listeners who are like, Steve is stupid. It's unplayable. <laughs> In Canada, we don't play cards like that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, I, I, obviously I, plays really well. Also, I like, lapsed in my brain for a second. The fact that it's pro blue, I'm like, oh, they're Azorius charming you. Like, oh, okay, you put them, you recast it. <laughs> I actually could live with that. <laughs> That's not that bad. Yeah. 
Um, like, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like players have gotten so used to over the last two or three years of standard buying time with like these cheap blue tempo spells. I mean, some of them. These other ones cast gigantic green spells. Sure. Well, I mean, green gigantic green spells are fairly new. But I mean, I consider this, this like card's awesome with Colonial Hydra. Like a Rakdos's return or a Staff of Nin is a giant green spell, right? Sure. Think about what decks summon them. Sure. So anyway, the other corner is so much better. Yeah. Sure. It's like not even close. But they like, but like homeless people with you know, with Calihydras stole, stole our bench. Oh yeah, guest stars. <laughs> Some magician whose name I don't know just came up and they're like, hey, where should we play? And they're like, woo. Doing a Magic the Gathering podcast. And he's like, yeah, I gathered that from the iPad covered with magic cards. Are you guys arguing about the destroying recorder. target uh, artifact or enchantment cards? Like, I figured that out. Uh, I also know who Brian David Marshall, Pro Tour Historian, is so from his many appearances on the internet. So we're keeping Miss Cutter Hydra. I just want to know why Steve thinks it's a sideboard card. I mean, because I think a card that says Pro Blue like feels like a sideboard card. Huh? I'm boarding that in in my control deck. I mean, I play... Oh, that's kind of interesting. Okay, that's a, that's an answer. In, like, your blue-white deck is just going to have miscutter My blue-white-red deck that has a little bit of green. Is there barb sex in? Because we could... How to keep an idiot busy! And uh, Nemesis of Mortals. 4G. I like it. I don't even know what it does. <laughs> Sweet name! 4GG for a snake. 5-5 five, five snake. Uh, so keep in mind, snake. keep in mind, at that same amount of mana, we could have made a five-five haste. Yeah, uh, can't be countered creature. This is the nemesis of mortals. This isn't this like is the nemesis of mortals. A regular snake. And uh, ne- but nemesis of mortals costs one less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. So you, what's your like bad mulch thing that you want to summon? You think that commune would, with the gods? Yeah, hook it up. I think this card's pretty, probably pretty good. I mean, like, like mid game, it's like a five-five for two. Mid game, yeah. Mid game, it's like probably a five five. I mean, two mana, three mana, and then it has monstrosity five, so it becomes a ten ten. No, monstrosity nine. Monstrosity five. It costs, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. It costs nine, but this ability costs one less to activate for each creature. So card it could easily card. just be like a ten ten for four. This could be Over a ten ten. This could be a ten ten for four, and and realistically. The way magic has been set up over the last couple of years, it's not hard to imagine a scenario where this could be a modern card, uh, but where you could good. just do it that. Maybe better in modern. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to make a ten ten for four mana. So we're I'm just keeping. Gonna, it. I'm just going to mulch, commune with nature, do whatever, and then. So keep. Yeah. All right. Next. I'm sideboarding that one too. What's in your main deck? Huh. A bunch of green creatures, mana accelerants. Different green yeah. creatures. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Taunting John Becker section. Oh my god, what a terrible picture as it's well. It's a terrible picture, terrible casting cost, <laughs> terrible creature type. Listeners at home slash Canada, what are we talking about? This card has a terrible casting cost, a terrible picture, and reach. <laughs> so this is Nessie and Ass. Any spider. It's not a spider though, it's a snake. Nessie and Asp, 4-5, Snake with Reach. It's a 4-5, and then it has 6G Monstrosity 4. So for 7 more mana, you can make it a, an 8-9. This yeah, card's like... Pretty bad. Okay, Nessie and Corsair is like just another Gnarled Nass, but worse, because it's not GG. Right, it is true. Like, if this card was GGG, it would be so... It would be like actually just flat-out constructed playable. <laughs> but, Sorry. 
Oh, Nylea, God of the Hunt. These cards are all stupid. They're so good. I mean, I, I bet you that, like, half of them are just going to sit there and never attack. But, you know what? Like, we were talking about the, the Hydra. Yeah. And we are talking about, like, uh, Colonian Hydra. Like, with Nylea, God of the Hunt, those cards actually just become stupid. Because there's so much... Because they're just so big. Yeah. And just trampling. Like, you know, how many times also your opponent's just like, okay, well, I guess I'll chump for a turn, untap, and then wrath you. Or, you know, I'll put my omen speaker in the way. So why don't you say what Nylea God of the Hunt is? So Nylea the God of the Hunt is 3G for legendary enchantment creature god. So 4 mana. Indestructible. 6-6. So a hunted wumpus. Or in the words of Gerard Fagano. Hump, hump, humpus wumpus. Curse scroll. <laughs> uh, as long as your devotion to green is less than five, Nylea isn't a creature. And then uh, other creatures you control have trample. So, like, with. So like the 10 10 that we were just looking at? Yeah. Or the Colonian Hydra that's attacking does for. Colonian Hydra already have trample. Oh, maybe it does, but the other creatures don't. Does it have our trample already? I don't know, maybe. Let's look it up. Let's find out. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It yeah, does? Yeah. yeah, so that's what I thought. Uh, and then for... The, the ability on this is, like, really weak. 3G, target creature gets plus 2, plus 2 until I turn. I mean, it's fine. Just... Um, I think it's a fine card. Yeah, I think it's, awesome. in fact, probably one of the best gods for its actual purpose because you're so likely to just have duders in play. Yeah. It's like mana elf, something on turn 2, this thing, and it's already a dude. Yeah. Yeah, Colonial Hydra has trample, you're correct. Yeah. I mean, and again, not very hard to imagine a scenario where you're like, turn one, uh, Elvish Mystic, turn two, um, what's the name of that 3 3 monster? It's like Colonian Beast, or there's a beast in the new set that's like GG for a 3 3. I would totally want to summon like. And then you just play this on turn four. On turn, you play this oh, on turn Predators. three. It's like Predator Ooze, right? No, it's not in anymore, yeah. but like, like Predator Ooze, Rank or Garuk or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. This card just. It's like. Just for its purpose, it's probably the best guy. Best green card so far? Um, what was the previous candidate? The previous one was Exile Target, a, Artifactor, a Enchantment, three and Sorcery mana Speed. Sorcery Speed Naturalize was the previous. Well, no, more important. It was, an exi- it was Exile. Yeah, I Which is it. much more important because it actually can kill, kill my god, sure. I think it's probably the best so far. I like the giant, actually. I think he's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I do. You like the giant? He's giant. like good. GG3 for 6-6. Six, six, that With reach. But then he could become like infinity, infinity. Uh, How's the other side view? Good. It's good. Uh, Nelea's disciple. So this is two GG for a centaur archer, uh, three three. And then when Nelea's disciple enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to your devotion to green. Not, I mean, not unplayable. Gains two maybe. That's four mana. You're not going to play a like four, four mana. Four mana gain two, yeah, three three. I don't think it's that bad actually. You're not I'm putting, I, I'm putting a lot of cards in my sideboard. That's one of them. Like, I I never played Obstinate Baloth, but I was thinking about playing it if I played in a modern tournament. It's good against, it's, it's good against like... Obstinate Baloth does other, has other... Yeah, and I never, it was never good enough to play. Yeah. Oh, no, do we play it in the sideboard of the blue-green deck? We might have. It was, like, the worst card in our deck, yeah. though, right? Yeah, this card, this card's... Horrible. Delete. Yeah, this card's horrible. I'm playing it. I think, I think you're just a mean person. Sorry. Uh, Nylea's Emissary, this is another bestow card. It's 3G for a 3-3 Trampler. Uh, Enchanted Creature gets plus 3, plus 3, and has Trample. And the bestow cost is 6, 5 and a G. I mean, barf. The the bestow is just too expensive. Literally And the creature cost is too expensive. And, like, it's just horrible (laughs) in every way. A 3-3 Trample for 4 
if it were a 3 3 trample for 3, it would probably. I mean, that's, how, how does that compare to Gnarled Mass? It's better than Gnarled Mass if it's at 3, right? If it tramples? Yeah. 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 I guess then it would still not be good enough for construction. Yeah. Uh, so delete. Yeah. Uh, here's, this is a weird card. I don't even understand how this card I love works. this card. I don't even understand how this card I works. I love it. Nylea's Presence, 1G for an enchantment aura, enchant land. When Nylea's Presence enters the battlefield, draw a card. Love it. Uh, enchanted land is every basic land type in addition to its other types. So, oh, man, this is great in my domain deck. I was just going <laughs> to say, like, so if you play this and then Tribal Flame something, yeah. you Tribal Flames for five. I was just thinking this is like a Spreading Seas times five. Like, you could, like, put it on the <laughs> It becomes an island. So the question, and all the other land types so and draw cards. The question is, does my land produce all five types of mana? I think so. Right? Because if you make a... If you spreading seas makes you spreading blue. seas something into an island, it makes blue. So if I make something into a swamp mountain, it's just a quint land? I think so. Yeah. I don't you know. If deck full of land walkers, you're set. I think this is... A, I like it. I don't know where I would play it, but, like, they played the one that was... G. G. Actually, is that one way better? <laughs> that one's way better. Way better. And the Abundant Growth? Yeah, they didn't even play it as a 4-of, no, no, right? No, it gets played, though. No, it's good. No, it got played it as a 4-of in the Domain deck. I mean, the, uh, the Aura deck. deck, yeah. Yeah, I think this card's probably playable. No? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, I can see it getting played. I can actually see it getting played in some sort of weird domain I mean, control Its ability is obviously more powerful than Abundant Growth, right? If if it actually I mean, makes it into lands. So, well, I mean, it's all No, because you all can context. Tribal Flames. You can, no, it's just more powerful. You can yeah, Tribal Flames. Yeah, but it's a in context. Like, is it... Are you, are you playing with Domain? Are you playing with a lot of land walkers? I mean, like, I could just, like, put it on your land and then Cryoplasm your land, though. Like, that's yeah. kind of sure. jankety, but... It's context. It. Yeah. You can have yeah. a deck full of land walkers that are hard to cast... I, so I, that'll help you cast your landwalkers, and then later is there help like you land affinity walk. for enchantments or something? Uh, not that we've seen. But I, I like this card. I don't know where it goes, but I'm not going to delete it for sure. In my landwalker deck, full of really bad mana. Uh, ordeal of Nylea. All right, this one's like probably the best ordeal, right? So yeah. So these are again all the same. One G enchantment aura, enchant creature. When enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then, if it has three or more plus one plus one counters, sacrifice Ordeal of Nylea. Uh, when you sacrifice Ordeal of Nylea, search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. It's, like, way more powerful than the white one. Yeah, absolutely. So, think, I mean, just think about, like, turn one, the hoplite, favorite hoplite, or whatever it's called. Uh, turn two, put this on it, counter, attack, counter. Attack for three. Attack for three. Next turn, attack. Get two more lands, like. And you're like, you can play your giant on the next turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've jumped, you've jumped up. And you made like play on turn three as well, probably. Yeah, like I mean, I think you need to be playing this card in a heroic deck for it to be for it to be good. I think your ordeals in general probably want to be in a heroic deck. Right, I agree. They're, all, they're pretty I weird. Agree. All weird cards. All right. Ferris Band Centaur. I mean, I, I would keep that one. I think it's yeah. the best. I think it's. Deal. I think it's the most probably. The, uh, the, the red one might be the most playable. Red one's good. I mean, yeah, the red one seems highly synergistic with what you might want to do in a Magic the Gathering deck as well. Right. Should we not, like, stand here? Because it just sounds like someone's pissing, right? That's me. <laughs> is that why Pissing I all like... over these green cards. Is that, like, <laughs> why my leg is so warm? Yeah. 
Just pissing all over these stupid green cards. There's like this drippy pipe that we're sitting next to for no reason. But I just want to stress that Brian David Marshall does not want to stand away from the drippy pipe. Fine. If you're going to blame the poor audio quality on me, then we'll move. Uh, look, can we go somewhere where there's a trash can so I can throw away my empty coffee cup? Sure, why don't we go towards... towards oh, where the, the, the bench... Direction. Oh, yeah, because the other go, block is better. Go towards <laughs> the benches. We're, we're walking along with, like, some sort of New York City, like, walking tour now. So we should we should definitely feed them some misinformation about, like... Oh, yeah, New York City was founded by Usyp Lembedovich. <laughs> when he also- won it from the Indians in a salsa <laughs> dance-off. He went on to invent the TV show Seinfeld. <laughs> You see Jerry Seinfeld did five innings of the Met game the other day? Wait, what? Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld went into the booth and did five innings, the first five innings of the Met game. He just ran it? Yeah. So, I have a question. If you're like some... Like, he made fun of Josh Satin's eyebrows. If you're yeah. just like... Yeah, and then he's like, I can't be the only one. If you're just some... watch D- a lot more baseball if Seinfeld was in the booth all the time. If you're like some sort of D.I. celeb, and then you like go do, you know, whatevs, like commentary on a baseball game... Do they got to pay your union rate? Like, how, do, how does that work? I, I don't know. I feel like they probably have to pay your union rate. Like, suddenly there's music here. What's going on? Yeah, it becomes a wine bar after dark. Oh, does it? Yeah, the, 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 the shtick here is you drink coffee until it's appropriate to get drunk. And then you start drinking wine. Maybe that's how come it's the better corner. Okay. So, or, or deal with me later, we said maybe... Not I think super it's excited key. about it. Wait, you're not super excited? I mean, I'm not super excited about playing that card in Constructed. Uh, the last, like, four or five days, you just do nothing but think about idiot battalion cards. Here's a card that's like... Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, the thing I was thinking about the ordeals is kind of nice, though, is if you play multiple ordeals, you can get all the triggers at once. Yeah. I don't like this card at all. Order of Nylea? Yeah, I think it's just way too conditional. Well, it's not. I mean, you. I mean, you. You haven't been looking at the set with us. Like on the heroic card. Like, what it's if like you put it on easy, a witch hunter? It's super easy to trigger this. Right, but I don't think that you want the decks that can trigger it. Don't want it. No, sure they do. Okay. Doesn't matter. You Listen. don't use the counters. The counters stay yeah. on it. What if I just put it on a witch hunter and then used a Johnny, a Johnny three and attacked? Yeah, I. I mean, so you need to have a bunch of cheap creatures. And things to do with a lot of yes, mana. It's a and you're playing creature buff card. It only goes in decks that have a bunch of cheap yeah, creatures. It's, it's, I think the only time you're going to use this yeah. is as. Right. Do you remember when you played Pendlehaven in your mono red deck? Yeah. yeah. Pendlehaven by, by came at no cost, though. Yeah. It wasn't a creature enchantment. Yeah, that's true. If Pendlehaven was a creature enchantment, I would not have played but, it. But again, this is like. You get free buffs on your heroic creatures. Yeah. You get free buffs with these on your heroic creatures while doing something else. This is like like it's a turn and a half to trigger this in a heroic. It's an explosive vegetation. Like if you're a heroic creature, explosive vegetation in decks that don't want to play explosive vegetation. Everyone wants explosive vegetation. No. If somebody said to you, "Would you like explosive vegetation?" You would say yes. No, I would say no. I would say maybe. I think I think I think maybe is uh, is fine here. Um, I'm keeping it. You guys are just mean. This card stinks. Uh, I'm, stinks I'm also, I'm also, it stinks. I'm also probably going to first pick this card. In <laughs> all, all of these cards. Like, <laughs> all right. For, for Ferris Band okay. Centaurs. I don't need to read it. It it's a three. It's a three seven it vanilla for five minutes. <laughs> to, to quote Steve Satan, it stinks. 
next. But it has uh, no <laughs> uh, Polacranus World Eater. This card is just the best green the card. The best green card. The best monstrosity card. Yeah, sorry, stupid Bowmaster. Yeah. Sorry, Hawkeye. Two GG for a five. Did I just call Green Arrow Hawkeye? You did. How bad? Green Arrow. How bad? Like, just remember when Jazam Jin was just like a hundred dollar card, and people would like sign up, and you'd get like ninety people for a tournament for a Jazam Jin. Yeah, I played in those tournaments that you ran. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, suck it, Jazam Jin. Suck it, Watch Wolf. Like, creatures are so outclassed, and just in this set. Yeah, the good ones. The but average saying, ones are terrible. But this still. is this is. But I'm saying this is just like by far the best. Yeah, ever. I mean, like, how much is this going to cost in the secondary market? Forty dollars. I don't even know. I think what did I pay for my for my Colonial uh, Hydras? Forty dollars, right? Yeah, they were yeah. really expensive. Yeah, they went. I mean, they went down to thirty, but like we knew they were going to be expensive for this weekend because there was a very few. Yeah. But Josh was like, "We need the card." I'm like, "All right." And then at least Huey made top four. You know. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I keep this card, I guess, because it's legendary. Sure. I mean, yeah, maybe I still can. think it's sweet. Yeah. But how many five fives do you need to play? No, no. One. No. You need exactly. And the, one. the thing about this is, is they also just sometimes will just machine gun your opponent's board. Yeah, but you play it in like your bug deck, Steve. Hmm? Play it like in bug. Oh yeah. Like, don't play it in like some okay. garbage deck. Like why wouldn't you? I really? You don't want to play this on turn three off of a mist, elvish mystic? Yes, I might also want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a way better play than that stupid explosive vegetation enchantment. Yeah, but the explosive vegetation listen, enchantment listen, one goes of these in decks, an idiot battalion One deck. of these decks is for... It's a heroic deck. First I mean, of all, one whatever. of these decks is for someone who could afford mythic rares. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are... <laughs> the other ones are Alex Ullman. Hold, 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 hold. <laughs> Which is not a knock against Alec Goldman. No, he it just is. plays. He just plays he's, offer. Yeah, he's just. Playing, I, I, I just uh, wanted to highlight that on. I didn't cut this card, just so just so Steve understands. Leaf Crown Dryad. I was like, I'm not cutting it. I'm sure there's somebody who can't afford like more expensive cards this than card, this. This card's fine. And he'll oh, probably I'll, get some games. I can see myself playing that in constructed. Yeah, like right. So yeah. I'm not. But like, you hate the ordeal. Which the same like person who out, plays that would play the ordeal. I'd like to point out that, that ordeal is actually too rich for Alex Goldman's blood. blood. It's oh. true. <laughs> it is an uncommon. An uncommon. I'm he sorry. Go near that. I'm sorry, Alex Goldman. <laughs> it's all Ferris Vince. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this card. Just, I think this is just the best green card. You yeah, know, it and it's like, like, like it's the one card that you can almost you're, you're guaranteed being able to monstrous it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've cast it, then you can monster it. Like, all the other ones are like, okay, I cast this card. I hope I can figure out a way to get to seven so I can get this great ability. Like, even at just five mana, you get monstrous too. I just look at this card, and I think about when this was spoiled. We saw that uh, email from Godenis Vidigaris of the Duder who was playing against him in a modern queue. And he summoned... Uh, What's what's the name of the guy from Kamigawa? Oh, Iwamari. Iwamari the, the Open Fist. fist. Open Fist, yeah. <laughs> Which is the same card as this, but so much worse. <laughs> yeah. And then he was holding Emrock holding <laughs> <Amstar>. <laughs> so I'm like, even if somebody goes to your Iwamori and then you just play this, which is also a legend, then you untap and just like crap on his Iwamori. Alright, here's your Nord Mass test, Mike. Yeah? Reverend Hunter. Good two, card. 2G for a 1-1. One, one. When Reverend Hunter enters the battlefield, put a number of plus one, plus one counters on it, equal to your devotion to green. So It's just it on, a good card. You play it on turn two, off your Elvish Mystic, and it's a normal mass. Yeah. Or you play it any time later in the game, it's, like, pretty big. But, like, it, it's it's a good card, but it's bad against sweep. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, it's bad. I mean, it's 
kind of bad against point removal, but like creatures are bad against point removal, right? So is it going to stack or is it on at the same time? Like it, it enters the battlefield with. Oh, so I can't do the one that's like R for no, like no, one you can't, damage. You can't spark dry. jolt it. No, no. Because um, that would be sweet. Then I would say it was less good. Oh, maybe it is. When no, it says when it enters the battlefield. So when it enters the battlefield, punt. Oh no, it stacks. Yeah, it does stack. Yeah, I so definitely you don't even have to kill. This. That you can kill something else, but you could also and just kill no, it. You could also fundamentally one, one, one. Yeah, uh, I, I actually like this card a lot less right now. It's worse. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's not it's functionally fine. worse. Yeah. Wait, worse. it's an archer, but it yeah. doesn't have reach. Or or do damage to flyers. That guy's really set the bar low for himself. Like he just holds the bow. He doesn't actually shoot arrows out of it. He like seems to have a. Like, actually, I believe. First of all, I believe he's a performance archer. I don't think he actually arches anything. I think he just goes like on, you know, like Ravnica's got talent and does like a bow spinning routine because that's kind of what it looks like. What he's doing. He's, he's not got a little Ravnica guy. That's a completely different plane of well, Dominaria. Whatever. whatever. I forgot which plane we were. Theros. Theros got talent. All right. First of all, that's he's, the bow of Nylea that he's getting yeah, right. But he's got a little. I'm not convinced. He's got a little Nylea skirt on. He's arrows. He's spinning it around. Was, he's it, twirling it over his no, head. He's just putting freaking cards back into his library. Look, oh no! <laughs> I'm not that kind of archer. <laughs> Yeah. I like this card. I think it's yeah. all right. It's fine. Is it like telling people that you play, that you do magic? <laughs> like, oh, no, no, not that kind not of magic. That kind of magic. <laughs> then, uh, once I had this conversation with this girl, and I was like talking about magic, and she's like, with cards, right? I'm like, yeah. So I thought she yeah. was talking about it. It turned out we, and we had a conversation for like 45 minutes before I was just like, I don't think we're talking about the same thing, but I'm not sure how to extricate this myself from this conversation anymore. Yep. And then you just went and played Friday Night Magic alone. I've never played Friday Night Magic, Brian. Okay. It is known. All right. Uh, so, keep on this, but... Eh. Eh. It's... Uh, Seder Hedonist. The, the Boon Seder guy is probably going to be real happy about that card. Yeah. Like, hey. 1G for 2-1, which is, you know, reasonable. I've played worse. Yeah. And then it has R, Sacrifice Seder Hedonist... Add R R R to your mana food. This is just like even Steven, right? It's probably like it's it, great. It's is three it? for three. If you're playing Thundermoth Hulkite in your green red deck, and there's no Thundermoth Hulkite anymore. Well, whatever. Whatever the equivalent. Wait, so you you just want to play this and then like kind of time delay, time delay, seething song it out? Yeah, I mean the idea is you can yeah, beat you can him. Play a five on turn three. Yeah. Okay. Or six. I buy it. I think it's a playable card. Or a seven if you had two Elvish Mystics. Why do you have this like crappy ass picture though? Because it's like a terrible picture. He's pretty hedonistic. You can't actually make out all the art on this. There's someone not pictured. <laughs> there's, <definitely. laughs> there's, there's missing goat Be- below the horizon line, as it were. Um, so to keep, I'm not, I'm not super excited about it, but I mean, I agree. I, with I, you I buy where Steve's going with it. I, it reminds me. It reminds me a lot great. of Tinderwall from like, Tinderwall is a like super highly played card in Legacy. Yeah, I mean it's just not going to get played in Legacy. No, it's even Steven. Tinderwall's net. Yeah. Um, Seder Piper. Um, I can tell that this is a delete automatically. Two G for a Seder Rogue. Two one, and then it has three G target creature must target creature must be blocked this turn if it. So let me ask you a question. How is Seder Hedonist just a Seder 
But Seder Rogue, I'm sorry, Seder Piper is a Seder Rogue. So Henry Seder, he just doesn't have a job. Like, that's, that's yeah. his thing. Yeah. Why don't they just call him unemployed Seder Hedonist? This one is Billy Moreno, and this one is Zach Hill. <laughs> oh my god, that is Zach Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually the art on the two creates a panorama, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Did you just invent Billy Moreno Zach Hill fanfic? Because that is worse than anything that I said in the black cast. And that's... And you said some horrible things. Uh, So, Steve, I don't know if... No, no, no. 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 No, you don't need to re-traumatize me. This is the bench we're sitting on. Yeah, I know it is. I know. So, So I I have a different question, We're going to We're going to delete Seder Piper. Steve, we named this series... Theros for hire, right? Right. Which one of us is Luke Cage? Which one of us is Danny Rand? <laughs> Do you know who Luke yeah, Cage yeah, and Danny course. Rand are? Okay. Yeah, I think... Mike, I think you're Luke Cage. I'm Luke Cage? I like Luke Cage, by the way. Well, yeah, you just want to, you know... You care about who's going to CTC... I'm definitely Danny Rand. No way. <laughs> Dude, I know Kung Fu. All right. No way. You just care about who's going to CTC. All right. We're moving on. Okay. Savage Surge. Uh, this, is a, this is a reprint, right? We've seen this card before? Yeah. 1G, instant. Uh, target creature gets plus two, plus two until I turn on tap that creature. Didn't see play before. It's not going to see play now, I would Wait, what if you put it in one of your battalion I mean, I love, slash heroic I, decks? I love it in the heroic deck, but like... What yeah. is the heroic deck? A deck full of heroic creatures. I don't think you're going to play green in it. I think it's either blue, white, or or uh, blue red, or white, red. Okay. So delete. Yeah, it's a delete. Uh, Sedge Scorpion. This is G for a one-one death touch. I we've know Steve's that. intrigued. Yeah, we've seen that in black before. Yeah. If it were a two-mana artifact, Steve would be all over this card. So here, here's a question, Steve. Now, limited. This is a card you're going to play in your sealed deck. I'm going to play this card a lot. Yeah. It's good against their good cards, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like, you can use it aggressively, you can use it defensively. You could combine it with Zach Hill Piper <laughs> and, like, force them to block your guy. Yeah, it's, just, it's a good card, but it's not great. I, I'm fine cutting it. Right, you, 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 so it's on the, it's on the north side of 20 when you're building your seal deck? Yeah. But if I cut it, I'm going to bring it in. If my opponent's deck is fast or big. So it's like that. GX Hydra it goes in your sideboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can get both of them with a Ranger of Eos. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, by the way, about Miscutter Hydra, is it's Ranger of Eosable. Oh. Okay, if you're like in some imaginary universe where we're using Ranger of Eos to get Miscutter Hydra in modern, why wouldn't we just get Scute Mob? You can get them both. I mean, Ranger of Eos gets two creatures. Yeah. I mean, maybe because we're playing against some blue control deck that's doing... I don't know. All right. I'm just pointing out that you can do it. I like that Hydra, by the way. Yeah. I said I would play it. I just don't know why you would play it only in your sideboard. Shredding Winds, uh, 2G for an instant. Shredding Winds deals 7 damage to target creature or flying. It's a lot of damage. I mean, 2G. Kills a dragon. I mean, people barely play the card that was like G2, destroy target flying creature or enchant... or artifact. And it's not not better than Plummet. No, it's worse. Well, plummet, is plummet a sorcery or an instant? No, it's an instant. Yeah, so... And it costs less. Yeah. 
Is there like a, a jackal pup was flying? <laughs> what if we what if we gave their what if we use Sky Games to give their jackal pup flying? Oh, we can't. We can't do that. Another victory by Sky Games. <laughs> the rules police have got us again. What if we gave their? I don't think you can Sky uh, Games my jackal. What if we oh, Sky yeah. Games their jackal pup and then cast a Reverend Hunter? This is really cute. <laughs> I'm not happened. really sure why you Sky Games by Jacob. But you can't do Did that. Did I read that Sky Games? No, it's in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Cage. Uh, I have your autograph. <laughs> delete on shredding wins. Uh, staunch Hearted Warrior. This sounds good. Four mana for 2 2. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, but it has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell at target Staunch Hearted Warrior, put two plus one plus one counters on Staunch Hearted Warrior. So it might break even someday? Right, well, like. Delete. Over... Uh, no more. No more. Okay. Sylvan carried 1G for Defender Hexproof 03. Uh, tap and one man of any color to your mana pool. So this is. Uh, the sh- what was the shrub that did this? Right, there was a card. Utopia. Utopia, Utopia tree, yeah. yeah. So this is just Utopia tree, but better. Yeah, it's like 03 instead of an 01. 02, maybe? I don't know. But it Whatever. has hexproof. And hexproof. Yeah, it's a playable card. Yeah. Sure. Especially if they're decks with a lot of two Didn't you creatures. Paradise Mantle in your day? Oh, yeah. How do you possibly mantle. Paradise Mantle and look down on this guy? I Paradise Mantled over Ether Vial. Very stubbornly. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that you Paradise Mantle. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't win any PTQs in that format. <laughs> All right, I love the art on this card. Time to feed. Uh, time to feed. Uh, 2G for a sorcery. Choose target creature and opponent controls. When that creature dies this turn, you gain three life. Target creature you control fights that creature. Isn't that a weird template? It's a weird, pretty. You're making a pretty strong assumption there. Yeah. When? Said so when? If. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next. You fathom see it. Instead. <laughs> Ooh. It's another satyr. Voyaging satyr. Voyaging satyr. One G for a one two, and it has tap untap target land. So so this is pretty exciting with Nikta trying to mix. Like, so you, there, there might be something you could do in green where you get really degenerate. You think this makes it playable then? Because it's like a overcosted arbor alpha. I, th- I think this. I think Nikto's trying to fix makes this theoretically playable. I'm very lukewarm on. it. I'm super lukewarm on it. It's the only situation I can see where you would play it. I, I can hear what you're saying. The words you're speaking to me, I understand in English. Wait, what if we played in a heroic deck? <laughs> no. What? Why not? It's not heroic, and it doesn't target a creature. As a it's spell. not a spell either. <laughs> it's no good. Uh, it's well, not maybe good I don't understand version. how the heroic deck right. works. Yeah, so. you don't. Clearly. Okay. Uh, Alex Ullman uh, loves a Volpine Goliath. I talked to him before the event, before we did this podcast. Really? He said Volpine Goliath going in all his puffer decks. Really? No. <laughs> it's like six mana for yeah. like a crawler. Four GG for a six-five trampler. It's a fox. This is a the biggest flavor fail to me. <laughs> Do they just have an extra like, fox you picture? Think about, think about like Crawworm. Like Crawworm was pretty exciting when you first started playing Magic. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to get one out quickly. But like, so, I just don't want to get a fox out. I don't know. It's not even that. Steve, have you have you looked at these cards very much or no? Not a ton. 
the art stinks. Like, compared to, like, so many previous sets, like, what the hell's going on? A.O. Paquette drew this one. Why is there a picture of a fox? I don't know. So this this card is uh, a delete. But Warrior's Lesson, uh, I love this card, honestly. Like, Magic is selling so many copies, and they're putting so many people in tournaments, and they suddenly can't get good art anymore? What the Seriously, what the hell? There's a lot of awesome art in this set. And there's a... A, a fox! <laughs> A literal fox on a and it's like a crappy fox. Yeah, I don't I don't like that card at all. Uh, Warriors lesson G for an instant up until end, until end of turn up to two target creatures you control each game whenever this creature deals combat damage to a car to a player draw a card. So if you're coming with two guys, you can cast this for G and draw two cards if they don't block them. And they're all heroic. Well, I mean, yeah, they are probably heroic. They- they have to be heroic for you to play this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I No? Just played in a I don't know. deck with a bunch of guys? <laughs> like the card, so. You target two guys, right? But you, you, can, you can also do it after blockers. Like, maybe just like attack and, I don't know, just draw two for a G. And if they connect. Yeah. I think this card's fine. Like, let's say you're getting attacked by two duders. Like, all right, no blocks. They're like, all right, the cast is saying, like, all right, kill them. Like, you weren't going to kill them anyway? No, I just usually just take it. Steve knows what I'm talking. You just take it. You're still just going to take it. This card's good if you're winning and your opponent doesn't have a sweeper. And your guys are getting through two of them? They have a sweeper and you're able to connect and draw. No, but, like, it's good if your opponent doesn't have instants. But the thing is, like, you're you're getting in with two guys already. I think if you play this card... You're going to have to board it out on the draw a lot. You are getting in with two guys. Okay. What does that mean? For, for me, for me, this is... If there's if there's a deck that's playing... I don't. And again, I don't think any of the heroic decks are going to be green. Yeah. But if there is one, like the ability to... Target two guys. To target two guys is... For, for a single G at instant speed, it's pretty exciting. I can right. see that. Um, all right. So that's green. Yeah. So let's say, what are our top five cards for green? The, high, the five, five for four. So we have um, Polychronos World Eater. Is Reverend Hunter in your top five? Is that the... No, fine. The, the other kind of archer. Uh, Nylea, God of the Hunt, Nylea's is top five. Bow. Nylea's Bow is top five. Miscutter Hydra is top five. Hunt the Hunted. And Hunt the Hunted, Yeah. I have Seder Hedonist in my top five. I think Seder Hedonist over, is probably uh, better than... Over the Hydra. Over the, over Miscutter Hydra? Yeah, I have Hydra in six. I thought you have Miscutter Hydra in sideboard, though. Yeah, it's top five sideboard. <laughs> He's four of an every deck sideboard. All right. Yeah, Hedonist feels a little clumsy to me. I don't know. I'm not like to be... I actually, I buy what Steve's saying. I think it'll be played. Yeah. For in exactly how he's saying. You just, like, get in when you don't have it, right? Yeah. All right, so... That's fine. Like, I've played... How do, you, how do you like this card in Limited? Oh, I love it. Would you first pick this in Limited? Yeah. Would you first pick it over Leaf Crown Dryad? The Bestow 2-2 two, two for 2? Oh, probably not. So, what about this scenario? Like five, the fives have to be so good in your deck. Like, I don't want to give up resources right. unless I absolutely have to. What if you're, like, turn one, like, Elvish Mystic? Turn two... Burning Shramissary, Seder Hedonist. Tap, sacrifice my Seder Hedonist for three. Go. 
really throw them off their game. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. Why would I do that? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How can you see what I'm talking about? I'm talking nonsense. You're loose cannon, You're just Mike. Just saying that you see what I'm talking about. You're a liar. All right. Speaking of liars, yeah. A crow and horse. I love this card. Obviously, it's the most successful implementation of mythological flavor in the set, right? Four mana for an artifact creature horse. It has Defender. When a crone horse enters the battlefield, an opponent gains control of it. It's an 0-4. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent puts a 1-1 white soldier creature token onto the battlefield. So, basically, if your opponent has Hexproof, you're stuck with the crone horse but at least it can block one of the one ones that's making, right? Uh, I don't even think that hexproof would matter. Oh, hexproof doesn't matter. <laughs> and opponent gains control of it. Oh. So corner case rounded out there. So but it just <laughs> always works the way you want it to. Always works the way you want to. I think that those creatures should have land walk equal to whatever kind of land the opponent has sure. as well. Then do you uh, do? Would you ever play this card in constructed yeah. magic? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No. Okay. Like, would you? I mean, it's, I guess it's not really an Assemblable Legion, but... It's actually kind of an Assemblable Legion. Now that you point that out, I think I would play it. No. No. <laughs> so, I yeah. think it's possible that someone would play it. Delete. You play it in Limited, right? Maybe. Really? Probably F. What's your opponent going to do? I don't Tell know. It? If they kill it, that's fine. Like, what if, what if your opponent's Sam Black? Like, giving that to him is just terrible. He's just going to sacrifice it. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, so, delete and construct them. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Anvil Rot Raptor, four mana for a 2-1 artifact creature bird flying for a strike. So it's We're just, four mana? It's yeah. so much worse than Welkin Turn. Yeah, let's just So, delete. now I have my new bar. It's just like, is this flyer better delete or worse that. than Welkin Turn? If it's worse than Welkin Turn, then we can't play it. Okay, Bronze Sable, two mana for a 2-1 artifact creature. That's it? Part's good. I mean, it's limited. Right. Limited. Yeah. I mean, just garbage and construction. Yeah, garbage and construction. Uh, burnished Heart, three mana for a 2-2 artifact creature Elk. Three, sacrifice Burnished Heart. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield. Tap. Then shuffle your library. So it's six mana for a... Right. So it's like... vegetation? Yeah. Not... I, I actually could see it being played... I'm not super enthused about it, but like if it dies, you get nothing. It's not like it's a it's not like it's a Yavimaya Elder. Yeah, but if you play, I mean, I know this is gonna sound kind of stretchy, but if you played it at six mana, you can always just sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that does sound kind of stretchy. Let's delete. Uh, Colossus. I mean, if if they gave you a Yavimaya Elder, like that would be kind of obvious that it was very good, right? Yeah. Uh, Colossus of Akros. Eight mana for an artifact creature golem, defender indestructible, ten ten. Uh, then it has ten monstrosity tens. You can make it a twenty twenty for the low low price of eighteen mana. As long as Colossus of Akros is monstrous, it has trample and can attack as though it didn't have defender. I wish it were uncounterable <laughs> and hexproof. If it were uncounterable and hexproof, I'd be down. Really? I, I really would be down, yeah. You just see it as like some... I just have one in my deck. I mean, you could just have one in your deck anyway. 
but I would never want to draw it. Because it didn't have hexproof independent. Progenitus got Well, like your wife. He's hot. (laughs) Uh, Flame cast wheel, one mana for an artifact, five tap, sacrifice flame cast wheel. Flame cast wheel deals three damage to target creature. Delete and constructed. Would you play this in limited, Steve? Yeah. Six to deal three at instant speed. It's really five. The one is free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you just have a leftover pip of mana all the time in limited. Yeah, yeah. The one is kind of deceptive. Yeah. Like if it was two or three or something like that, then maybe right. maybe it comes at some cost. But maybe yeah. I would get that with the trinket mage. Sure. No, I wouldn't. All right. Uh, Fleet feather sandals, two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has flying and haste. Equipped two. Again, delete and construct it, I assume. Like, why, if they made it one and one, someone might play it. Again, question. I have this as actually, like, I think my top common colorless in limited. Is that a high really? bar? I mean, it's not a very high bar. We, I just saw two on for two with no abilities. How do you have it over that? Uh, because... No, that's better than this, a two This is two better than a two on for two. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you just put it on Flying a green creature. Ace? Like, they're playing a green deck? In limited? Yeah. You just draw a 4-4, four, four, you just uh, play it and brain them? Like, every turn... You understand every 4-4 four, four you draw now has haste and you smash with it and it, and it flew in. Or your best creature just flies every turn. Or you move it around. Yeah. It's so a, you can give a bunch of your creatures it's, haste? It's a, it's a low No, it makes, low a, it makes your defending guy flying. It's a, it's a low bar. Uh, I just want to give a bunch of my creatures haste with it. I mean, it's a, it's a low bar. Uh, how does that work? I mean, it's, certainly better, it's certainly better than a 2-1 or 2. I agree. And it's certainly better than... That's uncommon. Well, that's uncommon. I don't know. I, I have it on about the same level as the 2-1 for 2. Uh, I see. I see. I see myself never, ever losing to this card. Sure. Like, I might lose to a deck that has that card, but I see myself getting crushed. By Fleet Feather Sandals. Oh, sure. well, I see Brian getting happens. crushed by that as well. Like, if that card's good, it's yeah. going to have a big impact. Yeah. But it's going to just do nothing a lot of the time. I don't think it ever does nothing. All right, it so. so much to use. You have to pay four to give one thing flying? That's a lot. No, well, like, how, come, how come on the that? flame wheel the one was free? One is the, free, two is it, Two is so much. Yeah. All right, I, I don't buy that. You don't just have it, two pips of mana lying around. I think all that, that card's all right. I I, I like this card. Yeah. I, right. I mean, I'm not ha- I'm not thrilled about it. All right, I, next card: Big Gay Guardians. Guardians of Miletus. So, uh, and when you say gay, you actually just mean that literally. Literally, the Big Gay Guardians. Um, By the way, we're like a block from a uh, from an ice cream shop called Big Gay Ice Cream Shop. And we're it, on Gay Street. Oh, we're on Gay Street. And the yeah. big gay ice cream shop is exactly what you're envisioning. Yeah. But, uh, so this this is, I guess, what, the first two characters in Magic that are, like... Gay. Gay. That they've just said, yes, these characters are gay. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And so they made them an 06 Defender. <laughs> I mean, like, like, let's celebrate the diversity of Magic the Gathering <laughs> characters in our, shall we say, Spartan <laughs> Greek myth... Uh, Greek myth set. 06 Defender is what got past compliance. Well, I guess I guess that they're not really... Uh, they're like artifacts of those guys. Yeah. Right? They have no... They have no sword. They're but yeah, the flavor, the flavor text says, in truth, they were peaceful lovers. Their story lost to the ages. 
Uh, Opaline Unicorn, three mana. This is another common, you know, maybe vice for top common in, art- in Artifact. <laughs> Tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, one, two. Are we just going to delete all of these for Yeah, this is, this is just delete for Constructed. I'm just assuming. Has there been a yeah. playable card for Constructed yet? No. I mean, I said I would play that Colossus if it were hexproof. And... No, there has not been a playable artifact yet for Constructed. This is not one of them. Would you, would you, put, would you draft that limited? Yeah, but I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. It would depend on your deck, too. Again, it's the same thing. If like, my deck's really bad, I'm definitely or, playing or, or if your deck's green, or if you have, like, some good car- cards, like some high-end rares with monstrosity triggers that are pretty exciting. Like, there's a lot of things that really incentivize you to get to a high total of mana. Sure. Sure. I think that card is going to get played 100% of the time if my deck is bad. Yeah. Like if, my, if I'm in too many colors, if I have, like, these... Expensive but powerful cards, or, or if you have, have or if you have an off-color ability. Oh sure. Uh, but and since, fives, in, you need fives. In yeah, yeah. As well. But in constructed, oh, there's fives. You have a mini over the first four part. I'm but in. trust me, there are fives in this set. What is that? A unicorn? Uh, it is a unicorn. An so, opaline one. Yes. That's like a unicorn Del- made out of opals. Yeah, we're deleting. From back in the day, there's pearl unicorn. Yeah. Uh, Unicorns just made out of gemstones in Magic: The Gathering now. Prowler's Helm. Two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature can't be blocked except by walls. Uh, equipped two. So this costs the same thing as Fleet Feather Sandals. A little better in terms of its evasion. A little worse in terms of its speed. <laughs> a and little defense. worse. And defense, yeah. yeah these cards are really sad. Uh, Mike, you and I have talked about Pixis of Pandemonium already. I believe we had it as an elite. No, I think we have it as a keep. We had it as a keep. <laughs> Um, so this is one mana. Each player uh, tap. Each player exiles the top card of his or her library face down. They're talking about like the idea that you could like do something with Scry, where you're taking advantage of Scry in your deck, or, and you know which cards you're exiling. And then sacrifice Pixels of Pandemonium. Each player turns face up all cards. Tap. Seven tap. It's not just you could say. Yeah, no, yeah. Seven side tap sacrifice. Each player turns face up all cards. He or she exiles with Pixis, then puts all permanent cards among them onto the bottom. So the idea is that you're playing like a hypergenesis deck, right? So you can play this on the first turn against a control deck whose only permanents are lands, and you've got lands, creatures. Well, you don't More want to Pixis. play this in a hypergenesis deck. Okay, no, no like a hypergenesis. So your deck's perms, you know? Like your Zvimashowitz, and you've just got okay. nothing but stuff in your or, deck. Or, or against a deck that just, like, is going to out-control you and, like... Yeah, like they don't have a lot of perms. I could, like, I could actually see sliding this in against some... some yeah, they're, like, flipping over Steamaugury, yeah. you know? Like, they're, they're cards that they're flipping over, like, Magma Jet, Steamaugury, like, way better cards than yours, but, like, on turn eight, you flip it, you get eight cards that are all in play at the end of their turn. What if, what if this was in your Maze's End deck? Oh, I like that. I mean, thanks for ruining my next two years. Just thanks. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, wow. <laughs> I tell you that time I beat GCD in a queue with my Mason and deck, yeah. but he wouldn't take my call. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're actually going to keep this card. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. Yeah. It might be okay. Uh, Travelers Amulet's a reprint. This might be the best common. Well, it's the best artifact so far, for sure. Which one? Pixis or No, Traveler? Traveler's Amulet. Uh, oh, yeah, you love this card. This is a keep for, certainly a constructed keep for you. You've played with this card before. One artifact, 
uh, one, sacrifice Traveler's Ambulance, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, and then put it into your hand, shuffle your library. Yeah. It's like nothing remarkable, but the rest of the artifacts... Did you ever see yourself first picking this out of a weak pack to just sort of go, I'm just going to stay open and see what gets passed to me? No. No. But I, I have a question. Why is it that we talked very little about limited in all the five colors, gold, etc., lands, but then we get to these horrendous artifacts there have that we should just delete them all and you're just like, let's been, start talking about limited now. There have literally been one one constructed, maybe two constructed playable. Yeah, and they're both one drops. Artifacts, and then possibly Witch's Eye. Oh, which goes well with... Fixes a Pandemonium. Oh, yeah. One... Uh, artifact equipment. Equipped creature has one, ta- one tap. Scry one. It can't just have tap. Sc- it just can't have tap. Scry one. So I'm gonna delete this card. That child screaming in the background is my opinion of the green and artifact cards. So like, there are not even five good artifact cards to name. Like, the second best artifact might be a that, crow and a horse. Yeah, no, the second really best one is Pixel Pandemonium. The first best one is Traveler's Hand. I mean, I think they're close. I think that Pixel Pandemonium might actually be an all-star sideboard card. Like, in all the situations... I can, I can actually see it, yeah. That, that Steve wants to play with Mist, with uh, whatever... That Hydra uh, in his sideboard. It is certainly a Oh, you got to pick one or the other. You, you can't play this other. thing. Because they don't actually go together. Your Hydra's going to be a zero-zero or whatever. <laughs> so I think that kid in the background was screaming and crying because he just wanted to wait and not commit to a color early. But now he has to. Wow. And that color is not green, not artifact. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just dial it back. Theros as a whole, um, favorite card, favorite new card. Now you're just going to say Thoughtseize is the best card, right? Right. My favorite new card is probably Agent of Fates. Really? Yeah, I love that card. I don't know if it's good or not. Just like in terms of a favorite card, I love that card. The one that I I like the best that's resonant with me is that Sphinx. That's a four four. Oh, for prognosticators. Six. Oh no. No, the four four Sphinx for for you white four. Oh that yeah, takes yeah yeah turns. It's the one that so takes, inspiring. Yeah, that card. But I don't know if it's good. Yes. Yeah, like from. About. You talking about? about Metamai of the Ageless. Metamai of the Ageless. Yeah, it's like a really inspiring card, but I don't know if it's actually any good. Like I, I think that my my favorite cards are God's Willing and Steam Augury. So th- this is an Agent of Fates. This is a card I really like. Feels very Liliana of the Veil to me, but in a very obviously in a very different. Have way. you seen God's Willing, Steve? No, what's that? God's Willing is a card Steve will like. Yeah, this is my probably my favorite card in the set. Other than Steam Augury, I'm not sure. It costs one? White. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of card. Yeah, it's just a counter spell. It's, like, really good. It's, it's just like... an avoid fate. Yeah. And you play it, but you play it, like, in a green-white deck. Like, I, I'm i not down with saving some idiot white creature with it. I'm going to save, like, an awesome green creature with it. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah? Uh, I also really like, I mean, again, Heroic has certainly resonated with me. It's just, like, a something I want to build around. Fabled Hero just is awesome. That card's like, great. It's just yeah. great. It doesn't have to be in a heroic. It's card's just no, good it's out of the great card, yeah. Like, I mean, you God's willing this once, you're like, oh, look, six. And then I like the, the unsummon and the counterspell that are that are cards. Voyages well, end yeah. and dissolve. Have you seen those, Steve? No. So, yeah, so voyages end and dissolve, right? I, guess, uh, I mean, dissolve is just cancel. 
but, one. But oh, Spy yeah. One. And, Voyage, one. and Voyage's End is just a uh, disperse. Scry One. Scry One. Do you remember, like, the morning of this pizza queue, you're like, hey, let's just play, like, two consuming vortexes. And I was just like, okay. And we didn't have them. And then I drew one on the last turn of the last match that I played to defeat my opponent and win the pizza queue. That was awesome! <laughs> Steve. Well, this card's just better than that card. Well, You're well, welcome. So here, here's the question, Steve. We've been talking about Thassa, God of the Sea. Okay. Look at, read this card, and tell me if this is something you would play in a deck where getting devotion was going to be challenging. Like you would need all four of your Thassas in play. They somehow didn't kill each other, being legendary, and you still had to find another you. <laughs> uh, scry every turn. Yeah. It's like a Sensei's Divining Top, right? Like, you, you pay three as a down payment, but now you always strive. Might just be good. I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, can might you, just be good. Can you imagine, like, again, a standard GT? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, assuming that this is a card that people are playing in their blue control decks, yeah. can you imagine the quality of the top eight? Oh, wow. So, just imagine what sta- just imagine what the GP top eights are going to look like if you have players that are all casting... Cancel Scry, Unsummon Scry, Steam Augury, Magma Jet. It's like, these are the cards that are in their deck. I think tournament attendance would go down over time. Yeah, but the top eights would be insane. Oh, they'd be very good. <laughs> yeah, People would not want to play that format during the last couple of weeks. I mean, like, Reed, Reed Duke and Jerry Thompson are just never going to lose a match to an amateur, right? Yeah. Unless the heroic deck's really good, and then they're going to crush those guys. Really? Yeah. Because do they suddenly not have Voyage's End and Magma Jet? Ooh, whatever. <laughs> God's willing. Boom. Oh, ooh, God's willing. <laughs> I got my scries, too. It doesn't even matter. I also Brian Kibble will refuse to play those cards still. Oh, it doesn't matter. But Brian Kibler is clearly going to play his invitational card, Fleece Main Lion. What's that? Oh, you haven't seen this card? No. Oh, my God. This card's so stupid. And stupid in a good way. I mean... You know, if you like playing cards that are just infinitely better than a watch wall. So it starts out as watch- <laughs> It just is a watch wall? It is a watch wall, but, but becomes an impossible to kill 4 4. That card's indestructible and awesome. hex proof. Yeah, that card's awesome. This, this might be the best card in the set. Please, Man Lion? Yeah, it might be the best card in the set. It's Hulk worse than... It's Hulk for sure worse than Sea Mogger. Vegetation Enchantment when there are cards like this around. What if I played... Explosive Vegetation Enchantment. Explosive Enchantment goes in the stupid heroic deck. You you haven't been with this guy for all week. He's just like, well, in the heroic deck, well, the heroic, I don't the heroic, even know how to make a heroic deck. The heroic deck. decks, I, I think the heroic deck's going to be really good. Okay, so I'm trying to go with your riff of making the heroic deck. I think that of the ordeals, the green one was the best one. I don't, but I don't think the green one is because there you don't have the most options for I guess heroism. The blue in one green. and the blue white. You want to be the blue white or blue red or white red in heroic. All right. Because you want to you want to build around cards like Battlewise Hoplite, which yeah, <laughs> this is a card Steve can get behind. Yeah, with God's willing, Steve. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, imagine God's willing that. I think it's just great. You know what else I was thinking about for if you had a white-based heroic deck? You also have Brave the Elements, right? Yeah. That's a good card. Yeah. So. All right. So um, we're about an hour, 42, 50 in today. Um, that's long. That's been like five weeks. I mean, sorry, five days. Feels like five weeks of yeah. podcasts. Um, so that's our podcasts for the next two years. We're done. We're done. <laughs> 
Oh, wait. Apparently, if you have a podcast, you could Kickstarter now? Apparently. Wow. So, uh, I'm going to talk to Marshall a lot. I'm going to Seattle next week. Maybe maybe uh, I'm, maybe he's not too big time to still talk to me. Uh, he's too big. T- I talked to him. He's too big time he's to too talk big time to me now. <laughs> hey, he'll talk like, to me. Really? But he will not. He's he will like, not oh, talk Mike, to let me take you out to dinner. Now he's just like, yeah, no. no. It's like it's like minimum booth booth is the minimum bar now. I booth. You're not anymore. You're retired booth. I thought we talked about boothing me again. So what would be the crew? Me, you. Steve is good in the booth. Yeah. Thank you. You might have to learn the cards ahead of time, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go to uh, Philadelphia, you could do the Legacy Eternal Weekend. Exactly. Nick Koss from Top Deck Games. Nick uh, Judge, he's done a lot of agreement. He's running Etern- the Eternal Championships, November 2nd and 3rd. Uh, and so he's going to the Legacy Championship and the Vintage Championship, where they give away, like, alternate art for the cards. Like what they used to have at Gen Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would I go to that? Because you could do commentary for it, alongside Chris Pakula. Really? Yeah. You're going to have to sweeten the pot for me on this All right. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I got. <laughs> Nick runs really good. Time. Yeah, Nick's awesome. So we at the convention yeah. center, so you're going to be able to go... To that deli across You can go the to the deli and get, like, a pastrami sandwich. That's almost as good as Katz's. I mean, so... I didn't even go to the Open that was in Philadelphia two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, First of all, I don't get the pastrami anymore. I get the, the next pork sandwich. Yeah, it's got, like, broccoli rob on it. Yeah, man. It's one of my favorite bitter greens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'll never forget this conversation. It's like, Rocky Rob is among my favorite bitter greens. Like, what? Who says a sentence like that? Me. All right. Bitter um, greens are very in now. So, how about them Knicks? What do we got? Bar- Bargnani in the starting lineup? Yeah. Do you, do, who do you, you think's going to do better, Knicks or Nets? Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Incorrect. Brooklyn Nets are going to be a train wreck. Yeah. They're just going to, like... I agree that the Brooklyn Nets—they're going to spill beer Brooklyn, over their hipster fans in the front row. I, I don't I, think I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are better than the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just look at the, the Brooklyn Nets in every position against the Cavs, the only difference is that the Brooklyn Nets have seven times the salary. I mean, like, do, do you really take Deron Williams over Kyrie Irving? I don't take Deron. I, Williams I don't take Deron Williams. Anyone, right? I don't take Deron Williams over Raymond Felton. I'm just saying they're like. I really don't. Their team is like just bloated, like fat unless Paul Pierce unless at wing. Unless like. you're going on head count, like he definitely <laughs> has far more coach heads on his on his uh, mantle. He's then, a murderer. You're saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're saying two teardrops tattooed under his eye. He's like yeah. starring in the last season. Yeah. Of <laughs> two, two clipboards tattooed under his eye. So, um, yeah, I think that they're like a train wreck, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. Sure. I'm not sure about the Knicks anymore. Oh, the Knicks are what? Knicks are better. I'm than, not sure. The Knicks are better this year than they were last year. They had Jason Kidd last year. They're better this year than they were last. year. I thought Kidd was real good on the Knicks last year. He was okay. He broke down towards the end of the year. He's 100 years old. Yeah. He won a lot of games before that point. Yeah. Though. Yeah, he was good. Um, I, I think the Knicks are going to be much better this year than they were last year. Are you an eternal optimist when it comes to the Knicks? Yes, I am. I mean, maybe Amari will be good again. I think he will. I mean. He's, a lot of people are projecting him to be. I mean, he's going to be healthy for the first time in a while. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, when he's, he's a former when, All-Star quality player. When he's player. played over the last two years, he's contributed very meaningful minutes. And, you know, Jeremy Lin's coming back. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Jeremy Lin. 
Again, I'd rather have Raymond Felton than Jeremy Lin. I'd rather have Pablo Pergroni than Jeremy Lin. I like Pablo Pergroni. But, you know, when Linsanity was going on, you didn't rather have Raymond Felton at that point. I mean, in hindsight, though, where he's on another team, I'm very anti-Jeremy Lin. <laughs> he knows what he did. Yeah. I'm excited. I understand how you feel about this. By, by the way, so you, you posted something about Daryl Morey, like, going on the board of... But do you know what else he did what? the other day? Oh, you didn't see this? No. He followed Worth on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Awesome. He followed Worth on Twitter so he could send Worth a direct message. Really? Yeah. That's great. So the GM of the Houston Rockets? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he... I think Daryl sec- Morey proposes a trade to you on Magic Online. Yeah. Don't immediately take it. block him. Okay. Yeah. And log off. He's too good. He's a I, I think he's got maybe the second best team in the league now. I mean we really don't know how good uh, Dwight's I'm not be. a I'm not a believer in Dwight Howard. I mean, how do you feel about having he looks at, he might have the best center, might not. He definitely has the best shooting guard. He's a good guard. I mean, like, yeah. their team has good role players. Yeah, yeah, I think their team's good. I mean, like, what what teams are you going to put up? I mean, like, I love the Spurs. They're, like, my favorite all-time franchise. But they're just another year older. I mean, how much faith can you just keep pouring into them? Uh, but, but they're not Kawhi that. Leonard's a year older, which yeah, is Kawhi great. Leonard they're is not, insane, but, but the their thing, core is so old. No, no, but their core not is, their core Their anymore. core is not that old, core actually. Changed. Okay. They're, Manu is no longer a part of the core. Manu He's was certainly part yeah. of the core when he was winning those games in the series. And By the then, way, when you say the core, you mean like the movie The Core, where there's something spinning wildly out of control at the center I mean, of the are you, earth, are you, threatening to destroy are you it? making the argument that Tim Duncan, who played a, a very, very good season last year, and a, he played game six like it was the last game of his career. Yeah. You're saying he's not part of the core. Oh, he, You're he saying is. that Tony Parker, the... who's rated by some by some analysts as the best point guard in the league, is not part of their core. Yeah, by the way, I, I, Tony Parker I is think, my favorite I, point I think, guard, and I do not rate him as the, as the best point guard. I think both of those players will be fine. I mean, Manu is the best of them. and Manu has not been the best of them for a long time. No, no, but, at, you know, like... Not Dun- even at any point last year. No, Duncan's second... Duncan's second uh, MVP probably should have gone to Manu, but like, I mean, it, it, you can't really rate Manu's career. Look, I know we're not. Career. I know we're not supposed to use the eyeball test. Yeah. But the eyeball test tells me Manu stinks. <laughs> Manu is. You know, Manu's just like the little bit better Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant stinks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How good can Manu be? What, what's what's bit the better team Kobe. you're most excited about this year for the NBA? The Cavs. They might actually be not in the trash can for the first time in three or four years. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the I, I don't even know to what degree it's the Andrew Bynum gamble, right? If Bynum actually plays like at any kind of a reasonable level, well, if he tabs or plays, I'm I'm willing to bet you. I'm willing to I'm willing to bet you that Bynum has some sort of ping pong injury in the. And gets paid for the year and doesn't play. So here, here's here, here's the thing: whether or not Bynum plays, doesn't matter. That was a good deal. You get you have a chance at an all-star level player, and they had to pick, spend the money anyway. Yeah, right? you, you got to take the shot. Okay, and no, but they tiered out their payments based on how much he plays. Yeah, so every part of the deal was great. Oh, but then he might play. But no, but okay. that, but <laughs> then he might play. So and here's here's the here's the here's the kicker: Cavs fans wanted Bynum last year. Um, but Chris Grant, who's still best friends with with, uh, with Mike Brown, Mike Brown at the time was the Lakers head coach. So, like, 
do not do this deal, which is why the Cavs didn't do the deal. Now nobody will touch Andrew Bynum. They bring Mike Brown back. He's like, take Bynum. So what? Right? So I think that Brown knew that Bynum was just going to dick whoever took him last year. Yeah. But now that he's like, he's like, all right, he rested for a year. We're going to pay him $6 million. He's like, he's going to play all-star caliber again. Two years ago, the guy was the second best center in the league. So right? like, where, two, years, two ago, years ago, he was arguably the best center. No, he wasn't. Tyson Chandler was on your team two years ago. Where's 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 Lamar Odom right now? Is he like? He's like. I mean, I know he's in a drug rehab, but I'm saying, is he on a team? No, no, he might be on the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm pretty sure Andrew Bynum. Lamar Odom and Metal World Peace hanging out with J.R. Smith. Yo, yeah, yeah. What can go wrong? At a tank. <laughs> And a book signing without a book that any of them have written? <laughs> or read. Or read. That's my theory. My theory is a J.R. Smith book signing. I met a one piece of book signing was just him signing books written by people who played on teams he played on. He's like, yeah, I played with Kobe. I'll sign this. So, so. Oh, Phil Jackson? Oh, yeah. So I, I would actually... The spiritual journey of a hardwood warrior? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, it's quite possible... I put my John Hancock down on that. By the way, my new name is John Hancock. <laughs> it's quite possible that Bynum will be a top five center next year and be the second best center on his team. I think that that's also possible. Who do you have? I mean, the Cavs backup center is awfully good. Vergeau? Vergeau literally wasn't allowed to get out of bed yeah. for the majority of the last he year. Got, he got like, cleared Bynum to practice this least, week. Bynum he got cleared to practice. Bynum could go bowling. Okay, Virgil couldn't get up. Virgil's got like a full oh, month and a half to gear up for the NBA season. I'm waiting for the. I'm gonna sign up for Cleveland Alerts so I can just oh, find man. out about the charity bowling tournament that Virgil co-sponsor. We I mean, invited Kyrie Irving to watch. <laughs> oh no! No no! He's a Kevin point. Love. What are you doing here? I mean, the Cavs are deaf getting Kevin Love, right? He's oh, yeah. like best friends with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. He's, oh, man. When he starts doing bowling push-ups. So, ugh. here's the thing. So, uh, there was, like, some proposed... Can you, can you juggle bowling balls? There was, like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> there was some proposed trade in the offseason. Juggle like, bowling balls. The, the Cavs were going to deal, like... The Cavs were going to deal the number one and, like, tri- like either Tristan Thompson or... Deion Waiters to the Wolves for Kevin Love. I was like, peace all you do this. He was like, yeah, in a second, he's just going to walk. And then they turned down Tristan Thompson, uh, Waiters, and the number one. So they didn't do peace all. He was like, he's probably just going to walk right into Cleveland. Wait for Bynum's thing to, to run out. Well, they're going to have to pay Kyrie at that point. Right? What, do you, what, do you, what do you think about the Wizards this year? They were really good in the second half last year. I like the Wizards. Yeah? Yeah. I know, I know Steve. I love the Wizards. <laughs> Why do you love the Wizards? Huh? Just the most dysfunctional franchise of all time. I mean, they had Agent Zero. Yeah, Agent Zero pulling guns in a locker room over an unpaid gin rummy bet that he made on an airplane <laughs> with a guy who is now about to go to trial for manslaughter. <laughs> And someone pooped in a shoe. Oh, yeah, that was, that was Gilbert Arenas. There's so many Gilbert Arenas stories that involve poop. His poop, other people's poop. So the thing that's crazy about the Wizards, at one point, didn't they have a lineup of, like, five all-stars in their starting lineup? 
define all stars. I mean, like Agent Zero was awesome at one yeah. point, right? There's, but like Agent Zero, Steve, Gil, you got to Antoine Jameson, Brendan Haywood. Steve still holds on hope that Gilbert Arenas will be a Nick. Oh, he could be a Nick. Yeah, him and Odom are coming together. It's a package deal. <laughs> are you are you just like want to have the craziest team in your team? Oh or? yeah, that's why I love the NBA. What, how do you feel about Javel McGee? I think he's great. I would love it if he was a Nick. Yeah. Well, man, he was on that Wizards team. Man, on the single craziest team all right. of all time. All right, Steve. JaVale McGee. Yeah. Are you guys down with this? Are you guys down with it? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make... We need to start an NBA fantasy league. We have to name all of our teams yeah. after defunct ABA franchises. Ooh. And then we get to wear defunct ABA franchise hats. I don't know what an ABA is. The ABA. Oh, ABA. Yeah. So, like, Josh Frankel and I, Inqua Luder and I, were looking at the Oakland Oaks hats today. Are they Oakland great? Oaks, it's a, it's a slam dunking acorn is their logo. <laughs> <laughs> the ABA was so cool. Have you I don't know balls? anything about it. I think that's Reed the book Lewis he's balls. reading. I think Reed it's, I yeah, like it. Yeah. yeah. Reed right. balls. It's great. We're going to go eat food. All right. Good night. So, Canada, I hope you enjoyed this five-part Whatever the hell we did. Canadians Google basketball. It's a sport. They play in America. You'll find it. It's like hockey, but with no sticks, no ice, no skates, no puck, no safety equipment, no masks. No white people. No white people. But otherwise, it's very similar to hockey. Yeah. Like, teams are often associated with cities. Yeah. And there's, like, five dudes on the floor on a team at a time. Yeah, exactly. Um, And there's goaltending. And there's goals, I think. Yeah, so that's all you need to know. All right. Uh, this has been Steve Saden. Brian David Marshall. Mike. Morris! <laughs> Top 8 Magic. Goodbye, Canada.